Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to Cast and Train Podcast. Today we have Matt Magnum. I think I pronounced it correctly. I'm not sure. I've had a couple of Frosty Brutoski, so <laughs> I'm having fun. Um, this is a great episode. He kind of breaks down DVL, swim bait fishing, tournament fishing. Uh, gives you a great perspective on a dude that's been doing it a long time and kind of changed it up. So uh, thank you again, Matt, for coming on. Great episode. Check out Last Chance Tackle and Last Chance Performance. That's where I bought my boat. Great uh, dealership. They helped me out a lot. Got me in the boat that I wanted at the time. And I'm still in the boat doing the remodel. We'll we'll be able to uh, show something hopefully in the next couple weeks. Hopefully at the Spotty Tournament. I think it's the 17th if you guys look on Instagram. It's with T-Fish and Fishing Alliance. So go check that out. I'll probably be there after to bring my boat and hang out, have a couple beers at the barbecue session. Uh, But check that out. Next thing we got to do is our sponsor this week, which is Slay SoCal. We all know bone ownership is both a blessing and a pain. (laughs) Unexpected costs, insurance, breakdowns, fuel, and equipment are all things to consider when buying our own boat. In Southern California, Slade SoCal Center Console Boat Rentals offers us anglers a chance to experience running our own boat with the ease of knowing we don't have to deal with all the headaches. They have a fully stocked 21 and 23 foot center console ready to head to the island. Following a hugely successful tournament last season, Slade SoCal is again hosting a CA Spiny Lobster Hoop Netting Tournament Series beginning in Long Beach this October. Join over 150 anglers this year to kick off the event on October 24th, 2020 out of South Shore Queensway launch ramp. For just 130 per team, you could have a chance at over 4,000 in cash winnings and another 3,000 in high-quality raffle items from local companies. Head over to SladeySoCal.com to register for the event or to check out the boat Slade has to offer. All Slade rentals include fuel for the day, 60 pounds of ice, navigation and sonar provided by Garmin touchscreen units. Slade SoCal, your passion, your boat. So I'm hoping to see you guys down there. Uh, I'm going to try to go down and at least hang out. I'm not sure if I'm going to fish it anymore. I think Daniel got kind of busy and, and can't make it. But I'm going to try to go down and hang out and, and say what's up to everyone. Um, please check them out. Check out Slade I've been in their boats before. They're great. They're a great sponsor, a big supporter of the podcast. So I appreciate it if you go do check that out. 
Last thing I have is uh, chit, give us a five-star review on iTunes. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking right now. I'm like, uh, <laughs> give us a five-star review on iTunes. And uh, yeah, I'd appreciate that. Positive review and have a special person on the interview. I'm going to let you hear a little bit about my, I guess, the inside of my life. I'm going to let you talk to my, my best friend, one of my best friends that I grew up with, my friend Anthony. And we're going to tell the story about dropping my fucking boat off the trailer. Because this is the dude that helped me drop the fucking boat off the trailer. That's a funny story. <laughs> so this fucking piece of shit tells me he can back up a trailer, right? That's what you told me. I thought I was good at it until that day. He's not good at it. He fucking, first thing I do, we pull up to Dana Point, And I say, hey, get in the fucking uh, truck and then back the trailer up. He said, yeah, I've done this a million times. I, I backed it up. And what uh, fucking happened? I thought I was going to make it perfect next to the dock. And the first thing I did was break the light off of the trailer. <laughs> so this should have been a sign right off the bat. It should have been a sign to go, hey, maybe we shouldn't fucking go fish today. So he saw I'm going to let him explain my face when I fucking saw the boat fall off the trailer because he came out after it happened. And I don't I think I've only made that face once like when my kid. Something bad happened to my kid. <laughs> it looked like it looked like he dropped a hundred pound weight on his foot. His face, his mouth opened so wide, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that just happened. And there's people around us, and the boat rolled off the rollers and directly onto the concrete dock loading ramp. And into those the water. big those fucking dudes, big fuckers, big ass guts. I, I said this before. I think I said it on this episode. Uh, if I could ever find out who those dudes would, I'd really appreciate that. Like, I don't think they'll remember, but they were like, I think it was three big fuckers, like in a parker or something. And they ran over, they all hung on the front of the boat and we reeled that bitch up. We got it back up. <laughs> so they didn't end there. It didn't end there guys. So we go out, uh, Dana point. Cause that's the only place I knew. Cause I surfished there. So we go out of Dana point. We go to the kelp. I don't know shit about boats, so I throw the fucking anchor over in the kelp. And I'm so nervous, I can't tie a fucking knot because I drop my fucking boat off the fucking trailer. <laughs> and uh, we go to leave, and I'm like, get the fucking anchor. <laughs> and he can't get it. <laughs> I said, Nick, it's, he says, pull it up. I start pulling up on it, and it's pulling the boat down into the water. <laughs> I said, it's stuck on the kelp, man. I don't know what to do. I've never been on a boat before. It was my first time being out with, with anybody, and uh, so I'm yanking on it, and I go, Nick, help me get this out. So he gets his knife out. He flips it open real hard. He goes, cut the anchor. Cut the anchor. Just Fuck cut it. it. Fuck it. I'll get another one. I was so stressed out. So this is what ended also. We're we're heading down towards San Clemente. We're driving. driving a, it was an inv- a 17-foot invader. Great boat. It would have been cool to keep. But uh, we're driving, and then all of a sudden, this motherfucker just dies. So we try to start it back up again. So we're looking at it. Can't figure it out. Dude, we're looking everywhere. I see oil in the fucking water. I'm like, I don't know. So I call tow boats. I'm still looking at it. And I'm, I drank a lot of beers the day before, like a shitload. <laughs> so I'm leaning over. I'm like, I got to throw up. And this, <laughs> I wish I still had this video. I'd post it. This motherfucker catches me throwing up perfectly. Off I the popped hook. my phone out <laughs> and I had to get that moment. That was a moment. Which is like, 
This has got to be six years ago, at least six, seven years ago, right? At least. Probably yeah. a couple more. Yeah. So that was my uh, first boat experience with this guy. I think it was the first time I went out. So like, yeah, I'm a real fucking idiot. <laughs> so yeah, this is my buddy Anthony. I always talk about that drop my boat. We still fish. He just got a 17-foot invader, so maybe you'll see us fish together in the SBS this year. I think we're going to try to do it uh, for fun, man, just to get out and fish or go get fucking drunk and fish somewhere. It'll be fun. Give it our best shot. Yeah. Um, Thanks for listening, guys. Please give us five stars on iTunes. I'd really appreciate it. And it's a little piece I just wanted to say. Maybe we'll do more of them with different guests. Uh, I got a lot of stories with a lot of different dudes, uh, even – some of the guests on this podcast have done some real bad stuff when I'm around. <laughs> T-Fishes and uh, Bobby Martinez and uh, Gary Reyes. I got a lot of good stories that people don't know about, so maybe we could talk about them. So we'll see. Thanks again for listening, guys. I hope you like this one. And check out Last Chance Tackle, of course, and Last Chance Marine. Thanks, guys. Butch. Butch Brown right now. <laughs> it's happening. Uh, all right. We have Matt. How the fuck do you say your last name? Magnone. Magnone. Everybody says Magnone. Magnone. It's this. It's literally Magnone. Magnone. Okay. Yep. Awesome. I'm glad we finally got that clear. Heck all yeah. Right, thanks for listening, guys. We're all done. No. It <laughs> <laughs> was a good talk we had right there. <laughs> yeah. Was it recording? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you. Uh, so I've known who Matt is for a while because of Fishing Network. First thing. And secondly, I started fishing DVL probably 2011, 12. That was when I got into really got into freshwater yeah. fishing, and you were the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, you had a lot, a lot of the reports you guys had for Last Chance had huge fish you'd be catching. Oh, yeah. It was, it was um, a fun time for sure. You grew up out that way? Well, pretty much uh, born and raised in Temecula. Okay. Um, pretty much brought into a fishing family. So, yeah, I spent, since Diamond Valley opened, I spent a lot of my time on it. Yeah. Well, you so you had did you have any involvement with the opening like were um, you down there? We did, I worked for a tackle shop called Boss Bait and Tackle back shoot like two thousand one, two thousand two ish, and we were the tackle shop invited up to first to fish, which was like the pre fishing day. They had like four days or whatever it is. You paid a bunch of money to go do it, mm-hmm. and we were like you know the the shop there. So I've been there. I've been fishing that lake since about that time. And shoot, it wasn't uncommon for me to fish in that lake six, seven days a week before really? work. I, I literally, at one point, I slept in my truck at the lake for probably three, four weeks straight. I get pizza, get some beer, go park in there. They would lock the outside gate behind me, and I'd be first in line every single day just to fish <laughs> 30 minutes. Yeah. Literally 30 minutes of fishing. That's all you'd fish is 30 minutes and go I had to, to work. go to work. <laughs> oh, shit. So I, I, I went out there, did my thing. I had to have that lake on lockdown because I didn't want to waste my time. And then I go to work. I'd literally leave work. Okay, I guess I gotta get in line. It was crazy. It was Do crazy. Do you think that first thirty minutes at DVL is vital to catching a good fish? Sometimes, certain times there with the fish, the way the fish stack up from the afternoon wind the day before, sometimes made fish have made fish funnel into certain areas and stack. But a lot of times it was just me trying to get any type of fishing, learn every bit of that lake and how the fish moved from night to morning. That was a huge thing for me. Do you feel like you got that lake pretty locked down? I don't think anybody does. No. Um, the big thing for me, like I tell a lot of people, I mean, I, I spend a lot of time there. I have over a thousand waypoints on that lake for situations. <laughs> like people don't, people don't realize the time that I put into that lake between Google Earth. It just got kind of blown up on the internet lately. But I used to, or I, even when it got low, right? Oh yeah. I mean, dude, I was going, going 
It was what nuts. the fuck? There's a fucking island right here, you know? Like, dude, there's everything. There's stumps. There's slabs from old buildings. There was a chicken ranch out there. Shit. There's, there's like, yeah, it was, it was nuts. But the lake humbles me. It humbles everybody. I mean, it's, it's a beast. That's why I wanted to put so much time. I didn't want the easy way out. I want to grind and, and mm-hmm. earn my fish. You know? Yeah. No, that's. A, I mean, and you're kind of like one of the main locals at DVL. When people, a lot of people talk about you. That's your your home deal. Your home, you consider your home lake. Yeah, right? I would. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Paris too. You go to Paris. A lot? Um, Paris. I we used to make fun of Paris a long time ago. There was a year where <laughs> all the big fish were getting caught out there. I mean, every day someone was catching a ten that low water year. So we would go to Diamond Valley and get our butts whooped, catch a couple big fish here and there. And we always say Paris was our confidence boost because every single time <laughs> we went to Paris, it was like a one year period. Every single time we caught a ten pounder. That's uh, where dude. I got my I. Th- I'm not going to say it's my personal best, but it rivals my personal best out there one day. I caught like at a, Paris. Yeah, it was like my biggest fish is 14 3 at a diamond. And Shh. at Paris, I went over there with a 250. And uh, before that, I was throwing a crankbait, get an eight pounder on crankbait. I'm like, yeah, I got an eight pounder. Cool. It's a big fish of the day. Then I flipped an eight pounder. I'm like, okay. <laughs> when it started howling, all the big boats went off. I'm in my tin can. I'm sitting there in the ocean going like this and everything. I come around the, 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 the tire reef over there throwing the 250 and I'm like working it on the surface, like a big walk bait. And I'm watching these big ones come up behind it. And I connect this one, get them up, looking at this fish. I'm like, Oh my God, this fish is probably like 17 pounds. <clears throat> this thing's a beast. And I get my scale. I, I hook it up to my scale, turn it on. The thing's like flickering. I'm like, no, 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 no. Look for the other scale. No other scale. So I'm holding this fish, and at that time, I didn't believe in putting fish in a live well. I would not bring a fish to another boat. I wouldn't bring a fish to the marina. Why? I didn't want to stress them. Okay. Because it's like, dude, you're using 25-pound test, an extra heavy rod, a high-gear reel, and you're not letting them play Do out. Do you bounce fish in? I have in the past. I learned over the years that I was probably doing more harm to them. I heard, I heard from uh, someone down the line, a biologist said, every time you bounce a fish in, that is like dropping a kid on its fucking head. I wouldn't doubt that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I, I just heard like it's like you're making that person fucking like or that, that fish like fucked up when oh, you're I bet. dropping it in. It's like dropping a person, think about it, at, down, you know? Well, dude, how much force you're like, ah, and then you sit there <laughs> fist pound. I got a video on YouTube where I'm fishing diamond. I'm throwing a triple trout and I was on a tear with a 10 inch triple trout before much people were doing it. Yeah. I'm like, ah. I get this fish in, I throw it up there, and I had it bounces off the deck, lands on the bottom of the boat. I stop, fist pump, and <laughs> I'm sitting there watching this video. I'm like, God, what a douche. <laughs> like, I make fun of myself all the time. No, that but was you so look dope. back on shit you did, you're probably like, Oh, I don't, I wouldn't do that now. Seeing, so, yeah, know? seeing where f- swimbait fishing used to be, even from the like when I started, like 96. You look at it ne- then, and then you look at it now, how much it, it, it changed. I think we have to protect our resource now more so than show off our resource. That's a huge one right there. But I feel like that's what, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a hard one. It's it's a tough one. Do you not like, like cast to catch videos because it shows just too much? You know. But then again, how do you promote shit? Like that, that's that, the hard, that's, that's the, the catch you know? 22. There's a difference of promoting. There's a difference than an ego trip. Yes. That's the biggest thing I find with that right there. But I've always been this I've always like gone out of my way to give people, this is how you do it. This is how you do it. Cast right here. Here's my spot. So with cast to catch, the one thing I don't like about cast to catch, I think it's a beautiful thing because it weeded out a lot of people that were full of crap. Right. Because if you didn't catch I think fish, internet, like, internet kind of did that for oh, yeah. yourself, you know? But cast to catch, it, it made people stress fish more, I think. 
It's like you got a guy that doesn't have the right boat to sustain all these big fish in a live well. Now he's throwing every single thing he catches in there for a hero shot at the end of the day. I've seen it at Diamond Valley all the time. Guys will take their pictures at the dock, throw their fish back, fish go belly up. I have to go get them and needle them. They're already up at the top getting tagged. It's like, dude, you, you put... You've seen this happen multiple Oh, visually. Times. Fuck, I see man. it all the time. And it's, it's people, they think that the bass are always going to be there. It's not going to happen. Look at, I mean, see, some coastal stuff is the same way. But you, even over the last, what, six years, have you, do you feel like that lake's gotten way harder? More very pressure? much so. I mean, even for me as a drop shot fisherman, like that's what I was always doing, drop shot worms. Yeah, you got to work. You know, jerk bait. Before I was like, oh, I'd go with my uncle, have a 30 fish day, 40 fish day. Now it's like, fuck, dude, I caught 10 fish today. If I, you know, if I, and I'm not a great angler by any, by any means, but I'm wondering if that's for everyone. Oh, it is. 100%. You know, like this has been the lake has dramatically got tougher. And I, we don't know why it could be the flatheads. There's an overpopulation of flatheads in that lake. It could be the bait source. I mean, in my mind, there are big fish everywhere. There, there has to be. Where did they go? They didn't all die. Mm-hmm. I just think that fishing did get tough. Everybody's in the same boat right now. And it's just crazy to think like it's very important to protect the freshwater fish. Meat hunting kills. Let's uh, let's go back to your seventeen that you had, or you thought. I you don't might... know if it was. Okay, quite, let's I don't go back was... to that whole yeah, yeah. story. That was a great story. Yeah, I dude. So I ran over to the tire reef and stuff like that. I'm throwing the two fifty, and I was just covering water, floating with the wind because you know with aluminum boat you can't you ain't gonna go against. You're about your props out of the water the whole time. <laughs> so I'm going down the stretch and throwing. It was back when the cart first came out. I dotted it up like a brown shot because I was I was my deal for Diamond Valley. Going down the stretch, I'm walking on the surface. I'm watching these fish come up. I'm like, oh, my God, hook one comes off. I'm like, oh, hook another one. Oh, this is back when it was good, dude, where you can legitimately catch seven swim bait fish in a day. Okay. I connect with this fish, get them in, you know. I'm like, oh, my God, this is giant. Oh, this is the biggest fish I've ever seen in my life, you know. I'm freaking out. I have a mini panic attack. I'm looking around, and I'm like, oh, my God, no one saw me. This is awesome. Wait. Scale doesn't work. I'm like, shoot, what am I going to do? Wait again. Batteries. Sales work. So I pick up the scale. I throw it as far as I can in the lake. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm pissed. Look for another scale than have. So I'm holding this fish. I'm like, live well, marina, live well, boat. Uh, I put it back in the water. So oh I made sure. God, and it, it was. Did you measure it? Uh, hell no. I couldn't think that that moment. When no. I catch it. I mean, mm. see, the thing is with me and big fish is there's a lot of people that go straight to the ruler. They do girth measurements. It's it, It's a way of fish check it out get my get my nice picture put it back in the water i don't want to put them in the live well but my biggest one's 14.3 when you hold when you look at the picture to picture on it you know it's bigger but i'm never going to claim it's bigger because i didn't weigh it i can't do that you can't yep. guesstimate you know what i mean no no i agree 100 percent. i mean i know it is <laughs> i can't do 14, it 14.3 how big's the record is it uh it's John Curry's uncle. It is. The, the true record now. And he, he, is it the true record now? I, it will always be in my mind. Well, I mean, Mike yes. Long had it. Yeah, but then, Mike Long's fish was interesting. There was, there was drama Were you there then? When, when Mike caught Long that? caught that one. Were you there that day? No, my friend was at a spot. They watched Long cruise over. No way. He sees him. He goes straight back and weighs that fish. But, you know, I didn't see it visually, so I'm not going to claim that. Did you know, like, about Mike Long before? I'm sure everyone knew, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Back in the day, I mean. Did you uh, ever have any confrontations with him? I've talked with him, and the first thing he said to me, the very first day I ever freaking met that guy, he was friends with this dude that I worked for at Boss Bay and Tackle, um, Chris Nelson. Mm -hmm. Mike Long comes in, and I'm like, that's Mike Long, thinking to myself. And I didn't talk to him. I I I don't care. I don't approach people. And when he left... Mike Long's all like, "What's up with your boy over there?" 
And Chris is all like, nothing. And he's all like, I thought he would ask me a question about fishing or something, but he just stared at me and walked away. I thought he'd ask to see my dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? That's how it is. It's like, oh, hey, he how was, cool am I? <laughs> he was a, I've, there's so many stories, but there's so many rumors. We think all of them are true. Now everything's been proven. But yeah, that Curry's fish. Yeah, right. That's the one. That's and the how one. big was that one? Oh, shit, it was 14. I, fuck, he's going to kill me. So John's going to kill me. Close. Oh, yeah. There's been like three or four. I've been, I think there's been three, three 14 pounders caught. Really? And you're one of them? One of them. Okay. And who's yeah. the other two? So is uh, there's John's a dude uncle? named Randy that didn't report it, but he caught one. And he's, he's not a, he's not an ego guy. He's just, I'm going to catch a bunch of fish. I'm going to do my you thing. You believe him. Oh, like I, he has I, I integrity. Trust him. I trust yeah, him. Okay. I don't doubt that guy. Okay. And then, you know, John. Yeah. I mean, uh, Drumzik. Yeah. That's, but that's yeah, a, that's a big one. I mean, when I caught mine, it was a total shit show. <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing a swim bait. I come off a, a good stretch of catching fish, and I thought I was Joe Bitch, and that's what social media does for you. It makes you think you're way better than you actually are. So I was Joe Bitch, and I'm, I'm going to hit my first spot. I'm going to freaking like back the boat up. Don't even tie it up. Just for, you know, it's stupid. Get to my first spot, nothing's happening. Get to my third spot, nothing's happening. Fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, nothing. So I'm all like, I need to catch a fish. So I picked up a jig. I'm in the back of Rawson. And I'm all I hooked like a four or five pounder on a jig. I was like, oh, I forgot my GoPros. Maybe I should leave and go to the GoPros at the tackle shop and come back. And I'm like, I didn't get my GoPros, whatever. So you so so I you've been through the phases. How about that? Like, you yeah. know, the way you're talking about it is really cool because you probably got guys that are like, I got to put the GoPros up and record. Oh, now. dude. Nowadays, I've been from but the you've beginning been there. To you were there when ego. you were recording all the shit for the ego. Oh, yeah. I what went, do you think really changed, though, the ego for you? Like, you know, you, I mean, to me, I'm like, well, you're fame. You're kind of famous, like, to me, because I've seen you fucking since, since uh, Fishing Network ago, days. Yeah. You know, like, so I know, oh, you're fucking catching big stripers, big bass. Yeah. You're a great fisherman. What made you go, Man. Okay, so at the very beginning, I was catching fish. I always told myself, I'm not going to lie to them. I'm going to give you exactly what I'm using. I have no fear. Mm-hmm. So I'd be put, throwing these reports up on Fishing Network, and that's when I started working at Last Chance Bait and Tackle. Um, I've always been in the scene, but kind of on the back burner. And but, here's another quick question, because yeah. you said something that popped in my head. You're going to show them everything you use. Uh-huh. Doesn't mean you could catch a fish with it, because you got to work it differently. 100%. Correct? Like, that's what you're in your head. For me... Like, uh, Eric really? Lannisfine said the same thing. He's like, I'll post pl- spots from uh, Calico Fishing, but they might not do it the same. And, and that retrieval, that little bit of difference might be... The game changer that you're doing, right? Yeah. So for me, Bill Simmontel back in the day, he was an inspiration of mine along with Bill Murphy and a lot of other people and stuff like that. And he always, he would never tell me how to fish. I've never been taught how to fish. Mm-hmm. Bill would always just point me in the right track. He'd say stupid things like, check out bees. And I'm like, bees, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and so I'm like stewing over this. He's all like, look at the V-Wick, look at the shadows, look at the funnel. So for me... The way I fish and everything that I do is based around structural features and angles. Okay. So I can give you my brown jig that I tied, hand tied, my bait that I hand poured. Dude, this is my jig. You want to use my rod, you can borrow my rod. Go over to that point and go catch some fish. I'm catching them in 25 feet of water, uphill retrieve. If they don't line up on the spot on spot, they're never going to get the bite. Or even the work, the way you work it. Dude, like I can't, yeah. dude, I can't mimic your signature nev- right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're never going to. That's the thing where... You got time on the water. That's why for me, it's like if I can shortcut it, and it changed over the years. If I can shortcut it for people and give them the tools to catch fish, to put in the work, I'm not going to give you the straight answer. 
I can't. That's that. There's no way it's possible. If I can give you the tools to help you get a bite, once you get a bite, that's going to help build confidence. Then you're going to work it harder. You're going to figure out technique, what works for you. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole thing, you know? Yeah. But no, I love that that you say that because my uncle, my uncle fished bass act. Everyone's heard this bass act for like thirty years, um, and he's friends with a lot of a lot of dudes like uh, still with them. But he got me into like Irvine Lake is where I caught my first drop shot fish mm-hmm. like ten years mm-hmm. ago. I have a video from those seven twenty like little <laughs> things, and my kid's like five, and I'm like, "Fuck yeah, get this fucking thing!" Like yeah. yelling at my kid, and it's a fucking one pound cow. I've been trying get to catch it, a bass, <laughs> and. Uh, He's like, you know, he was throwing like a, a red jig or something. Mm-hmm. And he's like, his buddy's catching. It was either him or his buddy. But he's like, here, take my fucking rod. Catch him. Like, we're, we're fishing. Mm-hmm. And he said he couldn't do it. He grabbed the rod, did it again. And it was just because of that oh, little, so, dude, the feel. The little feel. Like, are you just have a different, you know, like, you can't match that with someone else. Yeah. I can't throw a bait the way you would. And you can't throw it the way Butch Brown's going to throw. It's going to be a different. 100%. You know? That's when a lot of people... It, when back at that time where I was starting to build confidence, more and more confidence, and I was catching swim bait, I was catching like five, six, seven fish a day on the swim. When bait. was what year was this? Early two thousands. I mean, I started in ninety six, and it was a struggle. I started putting the pieces together probably around two thousand one, two thousand two, and then I started to build confidence in angles, baits, water columns later on. But this is probably like between two thousand four. In 2000, whatever, I mean, I was catching a lot of fish, and I was doing it consistently on the mm-hmm. toughest lake to fish in SoCal, in my opinion. And That's DVL. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's so hard to catch a swim bait fish there. <laughs> and it was crazy, and I started getting like, well, I'm catching fish. So I started to tell people, and they'd be like, oh, you're full of crap. I'm like, dude, here's my HUD. I mean, this is how I, I, I modified so many huddles since the tackle shot. Okay. Changed them up and stuff for people. This is what I'm doing. I'm not going to say my way because I'm not going to say that. But it, I rigged him up a certain way that worked for me, and I had the system, and I was catching fish. And I started going like, well, man, I'm catching more fish than anybody else. I'm, hell, yeah, I'm the stud. And then GoPros. I'm going to get this on film. This is cool. And then GoPros <laughs> happened, and people started, hey, man, how's it going? I'm like, I didn't think it was getting to be ego, but it was because I started fishing for a picture. I didn't start fishing to put the pattern together. And then – I got burned a couple years by some dudes I took out fishing, and I started like fuck this guy, blah blah blah. Like burned by out. like they took your spot, or yeah, like, okay. or people that would ask me information and set up shop and poach them. So I started getting pissed. I'm like, this bullshit went even more lone wolf. Was that out like 2010 ish? Yeah, okay. that's when you start watching me fade off of the whole scene. I stopped talking. But about then you it. were you were still posting for uh, oh, yeah. on fishing network. Oh, you were still yeah okay. Yeah, so I started doing that and I started thinking about it. I was like, why am I getting mad? Like, I, I caught some fish, cool. You know, after all, the whole goal for me was to show people. So why am I getting mad if I'm they're doing it? So I started thinking. I was like, man. I got to like cool my jets. So I took a break from swim baits for like three or four years. Really? I threw them, but I just never talked about it. You, you watch me like not even post a picture of swim bait fish. People are getting kind of pissed, like uh, certain people that I used to know. <laughs> but I kind of sat there and I was like, dude, this is not the reason we do it. We do this to have fun, enjoy yourself and catch the biggest fish we possibly can. So I went back conventional fishing, started doing some tournaments and stuff like that. Get my butt whooped again, learn how to fish again. And yeah, it was a trip. And I started realizing, I started taking a step back and like, dude. You don't need to be boat flipping five pounders and then doing a hero shot. Just have fun. Enjoy it. Be cool with everybody. And you know? and here's a question for you. Do you think that uh, this is a hard one to, to even save? So, like, 
a swim bait fisherman and then a conventional who's you're always gonna pull the biggest weight with the swim bait correct you know what's funny about that that's one i've i've kind of uh i'm getting my ass waxed i i i can go to a lake and this is very egotistical to say and we're talking about this but you put me on a lake tomorrow with a swim. I'm going to catch a swim bait fish. I have that confidence. I know where to place. But do you feel do. like it's your confidence bait more than it is a swim bait fish? You know what I'm saying? It's as a tool. Do you feel like that's your confidence tool? Like it would be a spinner bait, a net rig, you know I whatever. Think my confidence, my confidence lies in above average size baits, whether okay. it be a big jig, a big giant worm, like a 10 inch worm or a swim bait. Okay. I feel very confident fishing for five good bites, but tournament fishing. It's taken me three years to get my butt whooped to learn. Night tournaments a kick ass. I mean, I, we do we have fun at night tournaments. We catch a lot of fish and it's a good time. Day tournaments when you got to pull the spinning rod out. I learned on. I'm trying to go for five <laughs> big bites and on the toughest day of the week. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a very tough one because both aspects of fishing are incredibly hard to do, and it it's crazy. I hate when swim bait guys say, "Oh, pull out the fairy wand," and I hate when tournament guys say oh there goes the swim bait for show you know it's 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 it art. goes back and forth it's art you okay. know, both ways yeah no i always wonder like um yeah and then there's guys that just swim bait fish only yeah i used to be that way i mean yeah. i went through everything and using swim bait as a tool for big fish to going literally all i want to throw is a swim bait roman made mother every single day of the week and you start thinking about that like why why not fish the tool when it, the tool is used it needs to be used the best yeah like pick up the worm if it's time for a worm pick up the swim bait if the wind's blowing why commit when the bite sucks yeah you know? but that could be ego yeah, a lot of it is right a lot I of mean, it is it's knowing i guess uh i'm gonna catch the biggest fish every day you know what i mean it's like <laughs> oh that's cool good for you whatever <laughs> yeah um when did you start working at Last Chance? How'd that all come about? Because that's kind of what you're known for, right? Yeah. I wor- I started working at a tackle shop in Temecula, Boss Bait and Tackle. Then it went to Blue Water Tackle, or Baja Vinny's, and it went to Blue Water Tackle. And I wasn't really too stoked with that shop at that time. I was having some issues. I wasn't really happy. Um, started working at Last Chance. I want to, I can't even really remember. I think 2006, maybe 2008, wow. something like that. So I've been there the whole time. And it's family there. I mean, it, we're, we all fish. It's good people. The owners are great, Dan and Megan. And I mean, when they merged with Last Chance Performance Marine, right? Yeah, I wonder how that, that, is that, that's, uh, it's, it's together, but it's separate. So you got Megan and Dan, husband and wife. You got Mike Peterson, Lynn Peterson, husband and wife. Dan and them work over there. Megan, myself, and Anthony work at our tax Last Chance. And we actually got some big things that are going to be happening, not so distant future with, the two tackle shops so i'm not going to say anything about it but there's some cool stuff that's coming down cool. the pipe that is i mean be. that's where i bought my boat so I was, they, they were very helpful man they we try the best we can they closed you know? my they closed my wife real good <laughs> <laughs> mike is the owner from the from last chance yeah mike and dan and then lynn's in the office dan's over there rigging the boats and stuff and like mike that. has glasses he wears glasses yeah, yeah okay yeah he's cool as shit man yeah. he was real helpful yeah um yeah great i like like i said i that's if you're going to go to a, a boat to buy a bass boat or anything, even mine, like, I I mean, I fucking would go there for sure. Yeah, we try really yeah. hard. I mean, it's one of those things where no matter where you go to buy stuff, you're going to get some people that get, you know, weird about it. And there's some people that are super cool. But we, we all fish. We're good people. We're people people, you know. We're going to tell you straight how it is, you know. 
Do you do the tournament stuff then too? Do yeah, you run it? Do you help run no, it? No, I'm just uh, I'm I'm associated with them because of the tackle shop and the boat shop. So we fish them too. So usually night tournaments, I'm in charge of needle and fish yeah. and fish care and all that kind of good stuff. But uh, I've known Mike and Lynn since I was probably ten years old, and I literally went fishing with my dad in a tournament in San Diego, and there was a big table full of prizes, and they told me to pick a prize. I'm a little kid. There's reels over there. I wish I would have bought got that reel, but I bought. <laughs> I got the the prize for one free tournament entry. So I get the fr- thing. I'm all happy. I'm like tournament. I'm ten years old, twelve years old, whatever. Come to find out, I had to be sixteen in order to fish it. So I got my grandpa involved. I was like, hey, sit in the back seat. I want to fish this tournament. Let's do it. So I I knew them from way back in the day. So it was. It's all family. You've been tournament fishing for how long? You know, off and on here and there for since i was little you know what i mean but you never thought about like trying to go full on did you try to go you know, full on? no not like that no, you know, no i i don't know where i lie in that tournament world i mean i'm kind of a lone wolf in the last probably three to four years i've really taken an interest in it because it's hard fishing you know you start doing the same thing on the same lakes fishing becomes easy and then now i'm hitting this thing where i got a roadblock in front of me it's like dude like what do i have to do to catch fish i'm, I'm capable I have the tools, but I'm getting, you know, I'm in the middle of the pack. It's on my home lake. Are you kidding me? I know where the five-pounders live. And then I have to wait the whole season to the night tournaments to get up in the top three. You know what I mean? What is going on? So now I'm like, I'm determined. I have to conquer this. I have to. (laughs) So you're just trying to figure out. It's different mentality. Yeah, like that's cool though. You're going from big fish thinking of spot on spots, outside edge structure spots, main lake points wind blown. All this kind of stuff to now, it's like it doesn't matter about that. You just got to catch fish. And when you're doing when you're doing all this shit back in the day, there was no like YouTube really going on and no. none of that. So what did you do to kind of like how to learn how to do yes, that stuff? Okay, like what so, did you do? Like what's the homework you did? And so, this might help people. Oh yeah, like you know what I'm saying? Hey, maybe try to do it on your own the way Matt kind of oh, so gives you it advice. Out. So I've always been in aluminum boats my whole life. Okay, we had a 16 foot aluminum low I learned on. Okay, all of a sudden Dime Valley sounds, opens sounds up. like a good boat. Great, Dude, boat. it is a great boat. I mean, that <laughs> thing what hammered, I got. <laughs> caught some fish. Dime Valley open. Our motor was a two stroke. We bought an 18 foot you know bass tracker. Okay, cool. Well, it was a 12 volt system. So I'd go on Diamond Valley and absolutely get my dick handed to me at 12 one o'clock with the wind. So. It's kind of funny because I'd have to learn how to use the wind to my advantage. And I started processing that wind-blown banks, wind at my back, throwing across the points, all this kind of good stuff. Started to learn how to boat control. And I started paying attention to the composition of the shorelines. I'm like, okay, well, duh, wind blows from the west, the north shore at Diamond Valley. That's where everybody got this whole, got to fish the north shore. We used to beat it in people's heads. Mm-hmm. Wind-blown side is the rockiest side of every point. Okay, so why do they like the rocky side? Oh, it's structure. Oh, it's like creating turbulence, all this kind of stuff. So I started learning about that stuff, and I started like paying attention to where I caught my big fish. There was nobody to show me anything. I had a lake map of Diamond Valley. Were I, you taking notes like in a... Oh, in a, you have no idea. Like actually memo pad notes. Memo pad notes of air temperature, water temperature. I fell in love with barometric pressures, and come to find out, it doesn't mean dick to me anymore. Really? Oh, I, there's so much A lot of, of guys still play off that though, right? I think it's... You 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 like obsess over it so much. You start just feeling it now. I can feel the wind. Look at the clouds or something like that. And like, okay, I don't know what's happened. The fish are the fish are out or suspended or whatever. But all this kind of stuff happened. Like, I didn't get my first real good fish finders until probably 2006. Wow. HGA. I was fishing off of half the time. Like, it would beat everybody's brains out. I would turn my fish finders off the whole entire day. 
I'd barely use my trolling motor. I shut a boat off 50 to 75 yards off my spot and drift in with the wind. I'd sit down and drift. So here's a question Stealth. for you since you're talking about that. How much do you think that that plays into the factor of a fisherman having a fish finder, electronics, oh, trolling motor? Everything do you up. think it really fucks up the... There's times and there's times it doesn't. Okay. So you felt the bottom of your transducer, right? You actually leave it on. You're like, what is that ticking noise? <laughs> you feel it. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you come into an area, you got a clear water, clear body of water, okay? Everybody's got the tools to use to catch fish. You know what I mean? Got to take a drink of that silver bullet, bro. So everybody, <laughs> everybody's got the tools. They got the right swim baits. They got all this stuff. So now you're going into a zone where everybody knows, oh, when they used to stock fingerling trout at the West Dam and Diamond Valley, the West Lawn Trail, it was the best buy on the century, stripers, largemouth, whatever. So you got everybody shooting there in the morning. So think about it. You get conditioned to this. Um, the boat pulls in there, click. Now you got, then you got people slamming deck lids and you got all this splash, splash, splash. So it's the same thing. Like I, I always try to use like uh, metaphors or whatever, um, or analogies when I talk fishing to my customers is like, you're sitting in your driveway drinking beers, you and your buddies are hanging out there. You see a car drive by, you don't think about that car. All of a sudden the car drives back by, you're like, Oh, that's the same car. Maybe, you know, maybe go and some, pick somebody up. Drives by again. Why the heck is he driving by? Comes back a third time. Dude, something's up. So you stand up and you start walking down the street like you want to fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> Are it, you here? It, it, whoop, whoop. Yeah, oh, so I'm you, out, bro. <laughs> yeah, so you think about that. Same car driving by. So these fish know motor noise, shut down, click, clack, splash on the same exact angle because everybody only knows how to throw at the bank and pull it out. You know what I mean? I think these fish get conditioned and it plays a huge factor. So I started sitting way out looking at the wind. Even if the wind was setting up wrong for how I wanted my angle to be, I would go over here, let the wind push me to make that perfect angle for one to three casts, no more, no less. Oh, fuck. So when you set up, you're only doing three or four casts. I don't beat my water up. So I come up on my spot. This is one thing where Bill Simmontel kind of like talked to me about it. He called it casting concepts and stuff. He's like, why show the fish too much? You don't have to sit there if you know the fish are there. Make your casts. Make three to five perfect casts. If you don't get bit, bounce. Who cares if there's a 10-pound? Even if you come up on a new spot, so like say I come up, I'm like, oh, this looks fishy. Three cast where you think they might live and then take off. So say you got a point like this. Uh Actually, say that's the point right here. Okay. And the shoreline comes around right here. I'm going to come up like this. My first cast is always going to be across the point, pulling uphill into my cover. Mm -hmm. I'll use my momentum of that trolling motor to pull me out, and I'm going to make one cast here. Then I'm going to let that boat drift me because I'm windblown. Over here, I make one cast out, pull it uphill. Always so you're making a triangle up. on that. Yeah, so I can cover the maximum wow. amount of ground with yes. as few as casts possible so I don't beat the fish up. Yes. That's the whole method. Guys will come up to that point. Cast, 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 cast. Oh, I fucking do it. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I go fast. Or you pull it like this and you cast to the tip and pull it out. So think about what you're doing. You're doing nothing to help you. Yes. You're, you, the only thing where a fish can ambush and block against is your shadow edge and your boat. So it's like by pulling it up on that point, making that long cast out, you're making that bass feel like it's accomplishing its goal. He knows that he has no hands. He has to pin stuff against stuff. Mm-hmm. So always make your bait, you know, come into stuff. That, and you, did you learn, did he kind of give you that tip, Bill? You know, he never directly said, hey, do this, try this, here's a Did bait. you fish with Bill a lot? I've never fished with him once. I've met him. <laughs> I've, I've known just him. Just talking to him. Just Dude, being I've met like, him since 2002. My buddy, Mike Nemec, he kind of helped me a little bit, like showing me different technique. And uh, he introduced me to Bill. I talked with Bill. Bill blew my freaking mind at TGI Fridays in Temecula. <laughs> he's holding a glass. He's holding a plate. He's holding a napkin. He's like, how would you fish that spot? 
And I'm like, dude, you're holding a napkin, a glass, and a plate. There ain't no spot right there. And he's all like, well, there's the sun. Here's the napkin. There's a shadow. And that plate is a point. Yeah. Where would you fish? I'm like, oh, shit, that fish is going to ambush right there. He's all, exactly. So I go to the lake and practice those concepts, and that's how I learned it. And I started oh, paying attention. It's notes. You would not believe how many hours I spent on that water to learn that lake because there was no resource for it. Now what I'm finding is by taking a step back, I'm paying attention more and cooling my jets, and I don't care about the ego thing. I'm over that. I watch people, and I was like, man, people are getting spoon-fed. There should be no reason fish aren't getting caught right now. Now it's just applying the knowledge. So what do you think that is? I mean, like, now that you're getting spoon-fed, everyone could look on YouTube. Everyone can find shit oh, yeah. wherever they want. Oh, yeah. Why aren't the fish being caught I much more? I don't think just, people get it. Do you think they, the fish got smarter or the people just got lazier? People got lazier, yeah. hands down. Okay. Fish are fish. You can still fish, catch a fish on a brown plastic worm on six-pound test, eight-ounce bullet weight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a method to it. I mean, and fish did get fishing did get tougher, but the way people are now, if it doesn't happen immediate, they can't hang with it and they bounce, or they don't understand the thought process of why that fish was positioned there and where he wants to ambush on that individual spot. People look at a shoreline and go like, like that wall right there. They're just like, oh, I'm just gonna cast down the shoreline with my swim bait. You blew 20 feet of bullshit cast before you got to your ambush point. No wonder that fish bounced. Make three casts right there. Get out of there. Mm-hmm. Come back in the afternoon when conditions shift. Shadow line comes down. There's so many things. I could write a book on that. You know what I mean? No, no, I get it. I mean, it's, it's very interesting. That's why I'm It's all like... angles and positioning and perfect cast and regulating your depths. And there's, there's methods to it. So then when you kind of like... Uh, what you said like your ego like you're like i'm fucking an idiot oh yeah i'm fucking done doing this was that that was right when you started tournament fishing again and like um i took a break and i was like dude i just want to set the hook you go swim bait fishing to be a hero but dude it's like you got to put like eight hours in a day get one bite yeah it was cool i mean that was the whole goal (coughs) before but eight hours in a day it's like I kind of just want to get on a point, sit on my ass on a pedestal seat and shake a worm and catch 40 fish. Mm-hmm. Just hook them, you know? And uh, so I did that for a little bit. I got back into saltwater more because I was always in the saltwater younger. I got my kayaks again because I used to kayak a lot before. Beat up the yellowtail out of La Jolla. Had some fun. <laughs> got a skiff. Went out there and caught my personal best yellow 50-pounder on the surface iron out of La Jolla. Oh, Stud fish. And then I was like, I kind of want to go tournament fishing. So I started doing that with my boss, Dan. Mm-hmm. And it's always been one of those things where he doesn't have a whole lot of time to fish. And I'm always thinking I want to catch big fish. So we always got to kind of get to the leg and go, okay, we got to figure this out. You know, and right now uh, I'm kind of having fun with the tournaments because it's it's so much harder than swim bait fishing in my mind. Way harder. There's so much more that goes into it. You can't just afford to waste a whole day to get a you bite. You really think that? It's, it's that much? Ten times harder than swim bait fishing. Wow. Swim bait fishing, truthfully, swim bait fishing is extremely simple. The problem everybody has with swim bait fishing, and people are going to talk crap on me probably online for this, <laughs> but prove me wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's identifying the part of the water column in their forage base and making the perfect cast on the right spots. That's swim bait fishing. So do you think that if you just swim bait fish, it doesn't make you a well-rounded angler? So this is what I had. My my, my idea of this was I talked to, uh, on another episode. There's different types of genres of fishing, kind of like music. I'm mm-hmm. comparing it to that, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like swim bait fishing its own genre. Yeah, 100% of, right? it is. Now it is. It's like, this is, is. I don't give a shit about drop shot or anything. 
This is what I care oh, about. Yeah. This is swim baits, and that's all. Problem with swim baits is it, it fishing is fishing. Bill told me a lot of years ago. He's all uh, baits change, but techniques stay the same. So your ten inch plastic worm is a ten inch Huddleston. You're dragging it across the bottom. Same thing. Same technique. <laughs> and it's the thing with swim baits. You're, you're there's so many choices, but your selection is really not. I mean, there's so many more variables that go into catching just a fish. Than going out there and grinding all day for a big bite, you know you're going to get a bite eventually if you place the cast right. With a big with plastic worm, it's like now you would think it'd be easier because there's more of those size fish, but dude, it's so much harder. Like I can grind a hut around Diamond Valley. We'll catch a fish this afternoon if you want to go with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like go to Diamond Valley and go shake a worm and figure out the color because now you got size of worm, you got color, you got fall rates, you got this, you got that, you got downside angles, you got what are they eating sculpin, they eating bluegill instead of just eating bass and bluegill or trout. Like it's it's they're both difficult, but I think tournament fishing is way harder. It's so much more mental yeah. game. And it makes you way more like when Kelly I kinda liked him going into tool. It's a tool I use. It Sometimes is. It's a it has tool. to that's, be in that. That's what it has to be. But again, some guys are like, I don't give a fuck about drop shotting. Which, dude, that's cool. <laughs> I, know, I like, was that way. It's like, if you are <laughs> if you caught enough two-pounders, you're probably sitting there going like, well, I don't want to catch another freaking Ica fish and a Senko fish. I want to catch a big one. See, I like, I, I'm, I'm impatient. I'm very fucking impatient. So I could throw that swim bait for an hour and be like, all right, dude, I just want to fucking catch something. I'll get, you know, like, and I guess I don't have a lot of time. So, like, when I go, it's when you throw it. That's well, the this is thing. this year. I'm, I'm good. after I finish my boat, I'm like, okay, I'm going to dedicate time to going to the lake during the week. Dude, it's, it's, it's actually know? easier than you think. It's the, the thing that people screw up with is they limit themselves to the timing that they throw their swim bait. They think morning. You I don't think so. I hate swim bait fishing in the morning. The best part about the morning about the swim bait is the shadow edge. Once the shadow edge is gone, like my best time, like two or three, dude, like not even like this is the trippiest part about the whole thing. (laughs) You're giving it away, guys. Listen, I'll freaking tell everybody. I don't even care. (laughs) My number one month to catch big bass on a swim bait at Diamond Valley is April. Okay. It's the post spawn, not the pre spawn, not the winter, not the trout stocks. It's the middle of the bullshit time. And my prime times are generally between 10 and one o'clock. That dull time where the wind gets, I've caught probably. 80% 80% of my biggest bass at wow, a diamond at that really? time. And the way I can attribute that to is I I suck at bottom bouncing swim baits. It's just not a tool for me. I don't have confidence doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm upper level fishing fast or I'm suspended. I fish, I target suspended fish. That's the way I catch most of my fish at diamond is I'm fishing off the bank and I'm fishing. It's either high and tight, Huddleston's on the bank, burning triple trouts, whatever. Or it's sitting out fishing fish that are 40 over top of 60, 40 over top of 80. So what happens when the shadow line goes away and the sun's vertical? Those fish are either going to be in the trees up there or they're going to pull out on the suspend off those treetops. If the wind's blowing, I'm going to be high and tight burning baits. Mm -hmm. But if it's flat calm, those big fish are going to seek security and get on those trees. So I'll park in some of these coves. And I used to use my outboard on my tracker as my power pole. I'd like lift, trim up, and I'd dump that lower <laughs> unit in the mud, and I'd fire bomb casts out there. Well, I'd get the cast out there and troll them, or come up back up in the dirt, and you know Fuck, what I mean? Dude. And to sit there with literally like ROF one or ROF three Huddlestons yeah. and yes. sit there and just count them down, like count like five minutes, and sit there and just turn the handle this slow. No way. And you'd be sitting there, I'd be sitting Indian style on the deck of the boat, just turning my handle. Like weird stuff. I mean, just I, waiting to see what happens. And you catch fish. I have a, I have one tree that the only way they bite on it in this one cut is if you bomb a cast out into like 60, 80 feet of water, 
get it down to where you think. Because you don't fucking know if yeah, you're like yeah. 40 feet. Give me a break. It's <laughs> bunch of horse shit. That's the swim bait, like I'm a stud mentality. You don't fucking know. But throw it out there, count it down, and slow roll it. And I would pull these fish that are suspenders off these trees, and it'd be like, damn, there's some big ones out there. But yeah, later, like Dude. later than you would think in the and year. And you, you know, talking about that shadow, like last year, Charles put me on my. Uh, I've talked about this a fucking million times, but. Uh, he put me on a, my big swim bait fish. And I think it was like seven, six, seven. Mm-hmm. Um, Great fish. And there were stripers blowing. Like, I just wanted to catch one. So we were, we're fishing. And I remember Charles going, see that shadow right there? Mm-hmm. Cast cast over there. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing the same shit. Just fucking reeling. I'm like, yeah, okay. It's like we're ready to kind of go. It's like, yeah. oh, it's like fucking 11. No, it's probably it's like, like, <laughs> fucking bam. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. You know? And I'm like, I saw it. And then we go to another shadow. Another one. Same thing. I was like, dude, and I i mean, when I, I don't think about it, but now like you're talking about it, I'm like... Dude, shadows are hard man. edges. So I mean, yeah. The five key structural elements that you need to focus on is points, ridges, creek channels, humps, and flats. That's it's a simple thing. That's that's where big fish live. Points, ridges, creek channels, humps, when you flats. When you had your fish finder, were you going around like looking for humps, just oh, driving I would, around? I would do whatever I could just to figure it out. So I was using topo maps and seeing if I can actually find it because I'm like, oh, there's... I learned off a line of sight. That's how I, I taught myself how to fish, and my dad taught me when I was younger. Hillside, rock, tree, stay in the middle of it. And it's like I learned by losing baits. I learned by just looking at my fish finder and seeing. I used to think humps were in the middle of Diamond Valley, and it was just long tapering points. I was an idiot. You know what I mean? Until I really started breaking it down, I was like, he's fucking bonehead, dude. You just came over that spot, and then you came back over the spot, and you think it's a fucking hump. You come back from this side, oh, there it is. But you didn't check the other side. It's a point. There's a point, you know what I mean? But yeah, there's... But did you, so when you were learning shit like that, did you go like, when you got a really good fish finder, were you like, oh, I'm going to fucking drive around here and just mark, mark, Change mark. dynamics. And yeah, yeah. This is one thing that kind of, it kind of pissed me off recently because for the longest time, like I'm, I'm pretty savvy with computers and like thinking outside the box and weird, just weird thoughts. Like, so like when Google Earth, like <laughs> this has probably been like nine years, that's probably been over 10 years ago. I found a way a long time ago to go geo like the geocaching type stuff to learn how to convert data off of Google Earth and put it onto this, and I put it to my fish finder. So I go. Fuck, so dude. this was like years ago, <laughs> and people were tripping out. I went. I was such a geek with this. I literally all I do is fish. So I go on Photoshop and I get a, a Google Earth image and I get the DVL topo map and overlay the two together. That's my first step. I was like looking at how contour lines associated with points and how they broke off. There's oh, there's a rock right there. I can use that. Then I went to Google Earth. I was like, well, fuck, there's a rock right there. Let me see if I can put a pin mark on there. Oh, I could put it on my fish finder. So I put like a bunch of it on Diamond Valley. And I looked at my other map that showed every fish over 10 pounds I have caught out of Diamond Valley, which is several. And I looked, I was like, whoa, dude, there's a correlation to where I'm catching these fish, time of year, and cover. And I'm like, so time oh. of year, when you say that, were you documenting each one time of year, everything? Oh, yeah, dude. Like, I, I went to like my fucking guy, dude. You're hard, dude. It was you're good. It was so stupid. <laughs> I mean, it taught me a lot, but you can't rely everything on it. But, dude, I get on it. I save my stubs on the back. I write some stuff on there. I had a stack of these things in my truck like that. Stinky ass truck with food all over the floor, like pizza boxes and beer bottles in there. <laughs> Sounds like was, my truck, dude. It was it was horrible. But you could, I used to have. Oh yeah, you don't even want to know. But anyway, I'd go there and I would come home and I'd write the date. I'd write the temperature, best of my recollection. It didn't have to be identical, but I'd start looking at it. And people talk about, oh, I can review my data. It's like, well, by writing it down, it you imprint imprint in your head. 
and you start realizing that, oh, man, it's cold. Like, so I can feel temperature and go like, oh, look, ripple, temperature, shadow, it's coming from a different angle. I should be over there right now. It helped, like, make it instant, you know? Dude, no, I, I mean, that's that's crazy. Like, to, I've had a couple guys, uh, uh, you know who Eric Johnson is? He's a pudding stone guy. He, I uh, probably, I, oh, wait, I do. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. But he's I, a saltwater, he's a math teacher. I think I know who that he is. He fucking did kind of what you did. He would drive around in the ocean and just fucking mark fucking You have to too. know what you're fishing. And he, this is before anything happened, and he was winning all the saltwater bass tournaments that way. Mm-hmm. And when he's talking, I'm like, oh, my God, dude, you're so fucking smart. It's like, why are you going to go to the spot and just fish? Why don't you want to know what's – you're fishing a rock pile. Dude, there's a tree line, a boulder, yeah, yeah. there's a shad school over here, but you want to fish that rock you yes. know about. And it's like, you know it's like uh, these, these are things, I guess, maybe you wouldn't think about nowadays because you have so much at your hands. Side you have, scan, dude. Side scan. You have fucking... Do you think this is cheating, a lot of this new shit? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, we'll see. <laughs> Absolutely, yes, but you still got to catch him. But check this out. So we're fishing a night tournament. It's our last one of the season. I'm on the dam at Diamond Valley because we were on a pretty good bite and everything like that. I'm throwing a crankbait, this deep-ass crankbait I got. I, one of my custom paint jobs. Mm-hmm. Going down in, I'm like, like 19, 22 foot of water, banging bottom. And we got the new Garmin on there, the freaking... Uh, it's a 10, 12. That freaking uh, Panoptics with the perspective view. So I'm shooting out like 60, 80 feet. And I can see my bait. I'm like, yeah, that's my bait right there. That's awesome. <laughs> I watch a fish come up behind it. I'm staring at my fish right now, not looking at the water. I watch this fish come up. It dips out. Rip, rip. Give it a direction change. The fish comes back up. It ditches out. It's like, burn, 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 rip, rip, stop. I watched that fish come up and eat the bait on the fish finder without looking in the water. If I would have never had that fish finder, I would have never seen that fish to make that decision. And that was a like six-pounder. That's our big fish of the night. I would have never been able to make that adjustment. So it's like the technology now, there is almost, I mean, it, it's in, in, insane how much hard work we had to put back in the day to what it's, like, you don't even have to know how to fish. Turn a fish finder on, and you're going to find them. I That's was watching bluegill swimming around a tree with that thing. It's, it's insane. So kind of did make it easier for everybody. It took the, you know, the Dick Trask or those old, old dudes that knew their structure spots and knew how to work a bait and all that kind of stuff. It maybe took the uh, uh, your imagination, I'm going to say, out of it because you got to think of how it's going to look down there Dude, it's and given, work it. It's given so much new dynamic to what the spot actually looks at. Like I'm finding stuff where it's like I swore it was rocks, but it's trees. Do you I, do you have that Garmin then? That not on mine. I no. still run 2002 HDS <laughs> with my structure scan, my big old puck hanging off the back. Half the time I don't even I don't even turn them on. You what do you have? What boat do you have right now? A uh, tracker, eighteen foot tracker. What did you have before that? You had a nice. Well, so I've always had the tracker, and then I got put on um, pro staff with the ta- with the boat shop over there. So I had a chance to run like four or five skeeters. It was bitching bitching boats. So I got to see it from. Like, literally, I, I never have nice things in fishing. It's like, <laughs> dude, I grew up fishing $39 Shakespeare's and pistol grips, and I finally got good stuff. But anyway, I got this boat, so I'm like, okay, there's no excuse. I got this tool. It's amazing what you can do with a boat that 100% works and doesn't break every time you take it out. <laughs> and the run, so what motor do you have on the tracker right now? Uh, 90 horse Merc 2002. Okay, what did you have on the ski? 250 show. Dude, I was, I was, <laughs> bet your ass, so I'm doing 42 on a good day downwind on, on the lake with a tracker. Every day I drove the skeeter, I was running 72 just because I could. Fuck, and I was dude. sitting there, I freaking. I almost ate shit one time, probably getting in trouble for saying this. But I'm like, <laughs> I watch these videos of skeeters and high speed turns. 
I didn't realize how much those bi- the boats will bite in the turns. So I'm going, yeah, I hooked it, and I almost put myself over the console. Fuck, and I was like, dude. okay, respect the tool. <laughs> like, <laughs> calm I'm going to go 20 miles an hour to this rock. I was like, that's a big motor. <laughs> No, I mean, and you get you got to run, you got to cover a lot of a lot more ground when you got that boat, right? I it mean, it changed everything with having those electronics. It brought new dynamic to my spots. So I've canceled so many spots I thought were good out because now I visually was able to see it with the good units. I'm like, dude, it's like, nah. there's nothing there. I just got lucky and caught that fish off a stick. How you much do you think luck plays into? It's huge. Luck is everything. I mean, you got to have the skill to understand and have the mental capacity to understand how to fish that spot. Or how to position on that spot. But, dude, you don't know what you're going to cast. It's like going to the ocean and throwing a sardine. Yeah. It's like you go to Catalina, throw a sardine <laughs> in the kelpage. You might catch a rat, yellow calico, barracuda, bonita, sea yeah. bass. It's like luck no, I, is huge, but skill and luck need to be together. Did you focus on stripers ever, just only? For a while, yeah. Yeah. Like, I got all crazy on those things because it was like a yelltail. And I wasn't fishing What was your big end. striper? 33. Out of? Diamond Valley on a no punker. Way. 10 o'clock in the afternoon on a lunker punker, no net. Um, so I How get did this, you get that fucker in? Dude, this is a bonehead <laughs> move. So I get this thing. We're over at the West Lawn Tramp. We're fishing. The water was low. There's that little rock jetty that comes out. I fire the punker out there, walking it. I used to fish it fast as hell, so it would be under the water, submarining and stuff. I get blown up. It's a big one, whatever. I'm fishing with this dude. I, I let him run the boat because he was throwing some other bait of mine. So I get this thing up the side of the boat. I'm asking for help, and he hooks up. And I'm like, fuck, this is a big one. So this fish is sitting on the surface, t- like dog bone in the punker. Mm-hmm. My dumb ass grabs the punker like this and grabs the tail of the fish and, like, nutted up and held it and threw it in the boat. Like, Bruh. stupid. And I was upgrading my hooks to, like, oh gnarly-ass <laughs> All the thing I, I would have got. Oh, You've yeah. been done. Oh, yeah, but I got the fish. Like, give shit. I ate that son of a bitch, too. Did you eat it? Oh, fucking yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's the best I part of the story. I ate that son of a bitch. I used to kill every striper I caught. Why? Because I could. Oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> but looking back, I fucking hate stripers, but damn, they make good fish tacos. <laughs> She ate the shit out of them. But Someone's anyway, get real mad. Oh, just... I guarantee you, but check this out. So back at that time, there was more 20-pounders to go around. 15, I don't give a shit if people get pissed. <laughs> what are they going to do? 15 to 20-pound stripers were everywhere. So every morning, we catch like five, six of them. And there was a couple of us that were always on the bike. It was so easy. Dude, throw a fucker across the point and catch a fish. Not anymore, huh? Not anymore. So we look back, and we're like, ooh. We killed off <laughs> all the big ones, and then we taught everybody how to do it too. So, oh, we directly influences the influence the bite. Maybe I don't know, but we should have protected the resource. That goes back to the very beginning. Protect your resource. Yeah, it is what it is. But I oh, fuck, I love eating stripers. I'll kill one tomorrow <laughs> if I could. <laughs> I kill, I think I. What did we catch? I caught a. Uh, well, I was at Skinner with this uh, this guy Jose. He works at Savon. He's the real maintenance. He's a big, big junkie. I might know him. He probably come in the town um, shop before. Yeah. He caught, he took my low to Skinner and uh, I just got a punker and I threw it on a Calcutta, uh, I think it was a 300 mm-hmm. T. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking backlash. So I'm fixing oh. it. I'm like, fuck. He goes, hey, Nick, I think I got a big one. I think I got a big one. And I'm like, all right, let me get the net. Fucking 19 pounder at Skinner. And I'm like, this was last year. 19 at Skinner? Yes. That's a big fish for so Skinner. So I was like, oh, fuck. My net holds a 10-pounder. It doesn't hold anything. I had to flip, dude, I had to flip that bitch in like, boom. And I'm looking at it like, fuck. I put it on Instagram. You can see it, but it was fucking huge. That's a like, big fish for Skinner. I mean, that lake's got giants. Like right now, 
I probably shouldn't bring any more people to Skinner, but I mean, the striper bites on. off the <laughs> charts right now. I mean, you can throw top water, you can throw. I mean, what's your if you're not fishing DVL, what's your next favorite lake to fish? Well, my heart's always San Diego. That really? before before Diamond, it was just Skinner and Paris, and and I grew up fishing those lakes, whatever. But it, I'm a San Diego rat. Really, yeah, most people don't know that about me. They think about Diamond Valley striper. Large That's what I thought. Only so my heart is dirty water, El Cap, and Hodges. Otai can go kick rocks, you know, <laughs> screw all the other lakes. Literally, for me, San Diego is El Cap and Hodges. It's crawdad lakes, man. I can throw a jig all day long, Texas crawbait, throw a crank. Wolford was the place, though. God, I love Wilford. That place. Did you go rent the boats there? No, we used to launch a boat back in the day. So back in the oh. day, like, you can launch out there, and that was a playground. Like, I'm going to ask you about one more lake. I caught yeah, my PB on there. Which one? It's uh, called... Um, now I'm gonna fucking Henshaw. Henshaw? That This was a while ago. I think it was a way that's better That's almost a no comment one. <laughs> <laughs> hey so Dwayne Dwayne said the same thing, Diego. He's like, Yeah, Henshaw. He's like, Yeah. It's a it's well think about it, dude. What do people go to Henshaw to catch? They go Crappy out there to fly carp. fish for carp yeah. and whatever spearfish. I don't know if they if they can like shoot those things. Have you been there lately? No. I oh want to very, very God. badly. Dude, I went there. Is, can you launch? Yes, I took my boat. Let's do this. But listen, <laughs> the structure, the trees, it's like... Did you go fish the creek channel down by the other side of the lake? Everywhere. Yeah. It just did nothing produced. It was like you would be in 10, everything was like 4 dude, to it's just six. like Elsinore. It's the same kind of features. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, it is so kind fishy. Of. So fishy. And you don't... They, they spray your boat down, so they come and they go, where you been? They charge like 30 bucks for it, I don't it give too. a fuck, dude. <laughs> I, drove, hey, I drove fucking 100 fucking thousand miles. I fucking barely awake, but the good thing is, is they sell beer at the fucking... <laughs> so that was, a, that was a plus. But yeah, I, I love... I'm going to go back there soon because that's where I caught my seven pounder. That's my big yeah. fish. That I caught a spinnerbait fish. So I mean, that that, that place, I, I like a lot. Uh, Henshaw. But again, yeah, a lot of crappie, a lot of lot of uh, um, fucking guys fishing carp and the and the uh, fucking bow and arrow, whatever the fuck. Yeah, they those do. dudes are nuts. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to try it. I'll shoot the crap out of one. <laughs> I mean, how, we all want revenge on those bastards. <laughs> like, go to Paris and look at them. They're like freaking right. 40, 50 pounds. You, you don't know? fish up north at all, Castaic, Casitas, you know, none of those. I grew up fishing a little bit of Casitas, Castaic. I fish Lower Lake, Lagoon, whatever. But never really. I'm, I'm usually. I love the river. I, I, I would live out there in a heartbeat. If I, if I go tomorrow, I could. We actually got a tournament next week, which I'm stoked on when we get out there. It's a championship. But yeah. from from pretty much the river south, I'm I'm pretty much everywhere. Generally, it's Diamond Valley just because it's our home lake. I got to support it, you know, at the shop and stuff. But I've been fishing Hodges lately, and that's been a blast. Yeah, that's They're nice. They're chewing down there. Yeah. Eating the jig, eating the Texas rig. Taking a tracker down there. Oh, yeah. I finally <laughs> got it back because it... it I've been running the Skeeter, so it's like, why well, am I going to take that thing out? So everything started breaking. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Why just are you done with the Skeeter? You're just using Tracker now? Um, we sold them. We sold okay. them. So they're, they're basically memo boats. So you get to use them, whatever, clean them, take care of them. We sell them to people, and then you just wait for the next year. Right now, the industry is so out of whack right now. Dude, are you guys pretty stocked up? Or Well, here's the deal. Down? It's funny. This is the funniest part. So we had a tough couple of years. I mean, everybody knows it. Everybody's talking, you know. We had a tough couple of years, and no one wanted to. And it, no one's going to go to Diamond when the bite sucks. Pay thirty bucks to go launch your boat. So it's like, dude, where else are they going to go to come to Hemet? Mm-hmm. It's like they're going to go to Paris. Well, they can get to Paris without going through Hemet. They can yeah. get to Skinner or whatever. So we had a tough couple of years where we we're struggling. We're like, dude, I don't know. I mean, 
do we even do this anymore? And all of a sudden, COVID hits, and we're like, fuck, now we're going to, like, just pack it up. And then it came to the point where everything shifted. We started seeing the loyalty with our customers again after how much we've given them, they've been giving back to us. Mm -hmm. And we're booming right now. We're doing, like, literally over 10 grand in orders a week. And by the time the next order comes in, we sold out. And I seen even just going to tackle shops, reels are gone, bro. Everyone has no fucking reel. I'm like, wow. It's, It's one of those things right now with the reels you go on Shimano's website or Daiwa's website, yada, 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 and you're like, fuck, dude, February? <laughs> November? <laughs> so we're sucking whatever we can up right now. Like, yeah. literally, we don't even care if it's 20 bucks. We're going to sell that son of a bitch because yeah. people want to buy it right now. There's so many new fishermen because it's the only thing you can do. But and you guys do a lot of uh, swim baits like that you can't really get uh, at other tackle shops, right? That's true. It's changed a little bit over the years for being able to get that stuff, though. Because now it's like, well, at that at before we can order like twenty, thirty baits at a time, but now there's so many more people getting into the swim bait world, so now it's divvied up amongst so many more stores. So unless you just want to write a check for some stupid amount of money, like Tackle Warehouse can, you know, what I mean? Which you can't you can't blame them. <laughs> Have they either. fucked you guys a little? I mean, I mean, truthfully, I mean, no, you, no you it's know, like Amazon did to someone else. It's like, dude. Free shipping after 50 bucks. We do the same thing. You do? Our, oh, our, you do? Our, our online store. Oh, we have, fuck it's yeah, It's lastchancetackle.com, and that's a work in progress. So if you pop on there and it sucks, I'm working really, really hard on getting it fixed up, and uh, it's www.lastchancetackle.com. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if you can't find it there, call me at the shop. I'll, free, I'll, I'll pull the order myself. You know what I mean? But anyway, what it is is uh, we learn – at first, we're like, dude, they're killing us. But we started learning that they have their own lane. We have our own lane. We have our little niche to our local guys. We're we're expanding. We have a lot of guys we sell to back but, east. But I think, like, uh, for that area – Like inventory Who do you have – well, even tackle shops. Who would be the, the next one down? East County? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, but you're that's I a huge say, area to cover. I, mean, I would like, say that's why it doesn't really – that's why it doesn't really, you know, I don't, it doesn't piss me off or anything like that because they got their lane, we got our lane. You got, you know, Save On Performance Tack, and they're all down here. You got Long Fin. They all got yeah. each. Each of us have our own little lane where we pull from different regions. If guys from up here are going to go down there, even the guys at the tackle shop, that's with me. I got no hate for any tackle shop. You know what I mean? Because we all visit each other. We all know how it is. Well, it's like a brotherhood in a way you know what i mean and so, no one's i don't think stepping on anyone else's feet like that's your domain up that way it's like I, if i think no. of dvl paris yeah. i'm gonna go to the last chance you think that's, san diego yeah. you know east, east county, county yeah you know up here i think save on performance if i'm going miss long fin you know the one thing i've noticed in those every region has a hot lake or a hot bite that people want to go to so it's like one year you might find out like Sam Vicini. Sam V opened that one year. It's like, oh, well, yeah. shit, dude. Oh, you you were there the first day, uh, right? Dude, I, I saw that video. Them. I saw that video. So you launched. Dude, we launched the boat. We backed off. Didn't even drop the trolling motor. Uh, San Diego Times is right there. Whatever the magazine or the newspaper, Union Tribune or something like that. Dude, I put like 15, 20 fish in 15, 20 casts in a <sighs> row, bouncing a freaking out figure eight and fish on deep cranks. How big were the fish? They weren't that big. They were like two to four pounds. Dude, but it was like, you were going off though. Like you weren't dude, even Dude, guys leaving. were leaving <laughs> and I'm sitting there mopping. I'm like, dude, can I bait in the water? Didn't even matter what color. I'm like tagging like that, hanging off my bait, retying like tag ends all twisted in my hooks the guy's like what's your name it's like matt magnone and he's all like you're gonna be in the paper i'm like yeah (laughs) go across the lake was was it like that the whole day 
Dude, my first spot, I thought I, I put a Mega Bass uh, top water bait on there. I bombed that thing out as far as I can. I watched a bass, like a four pounder, come out of the water like three feet. I'm like, oh, it's going to be a good day. Pick up a buzz bait. The next cast right on a rock, catch one that's like two and a half, three. And then it was like, I didn't care. I was losing all my baits because the trees. I was like, I don't give a shit. Tie another one on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that like, day oh, cost you no $500. Oh, dude. <laughs> every crankbait I brought gone in the trees. So oh, someone collected them. But I mean, it, it was a good, a good. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. But have yeah, you ever so, fished Matthews? Yes, I have. Really? In a boat. What do you think of that lake? Not as good as everybody thinks. Are it you is. fucking serious? Dude, I'm gonna tell you nah. right now. I swear to you, everybody's like, "Oh, Matthews, it's the best like stripers all day long." That big. Okay, so we did it with fishing game. You know what I mean? And I don't even know if I'm supposed to say it, but it's it's striper eradication. You know what I mean? You're, stri- you're helping a fishery, blah 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 blah. Killing so, stripers. Everybody knows that goes on. So. Anyway, um, we were able to do it, which was cool. We're invited, not supposed to. You're invited, cool, whatever. And bet your ass I tried to fish for bass, and yeah, I caught some fish. But I'll tell you right now, it's for the people that are trying and thinking about sneaking into Matthews, I'm not trying to protect it because I don't give two, I give two shits about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. The lake ain't that good. It's not what you think. You can catch a lot. But you're gonna catch. It's stunning. There's there's a lot of fish for you know body water. Small. Go to pay the money. Go to a regular lake. Catch a big one. Yeah. I thought I was gonna catch like a ten pounder. No, like I thought that. the thing the same thing. Like I've heard so much about it. Oh, sneak uh, in. So number one, you sneak in. You gotta go through the fences. Hey, Corona Lake's closed now too. So Corona Lake, I never. I I want to kick myself. In the it's nuts. been closed for a while now, right? Dude, yeah, because it almost dried up. I want it's, to kick. it's filled up a little now. I think so. You're probably fishing it now, you son of a No, bitch. I want to. Let's do that. <laughs> I, I want to do something. But anyway, when it was open, I'm an idiot. I didn't go there, but I had buddies that were going to there wrecking it. When it was open? Oh, yeah. It no was, one's fishing bass, though, right? No, they were fishing bass. We were, <laughs> A buddy of mine, real good friend of mine, Greg Underwood, uh, <laughs> him and I went out there one year. We were going to go to Diamond, but... Uh, we decided not to. We go straight to Corona. Like, oh, dude, we're gonna catch a giant one. Might even catch a sturgeon on a jig. All this kind of stuff. <laughs> so we go launch the boat over there, and it's a Saturday night. So we get to the lake, and there's people everywhere. We're like, you could have the? boats on on Corona Lake. Oh yeah, back in the day, they had could. rentals. So we went up this oh. busted ass launch ramp, get in the water. We're like, where are we gonna go? And I'm looking around. The whole lake's littered with pontoon boats, some rinky dink bullshit. Everybody's fishing catfish. So we go to one side of the lake, dodging boats to get there. We're like, oh, it's going to be on chat everywhere, fish everywhere. I go to throw a Johnny rat out there, a big uh, rat bait. In midair, I watch a bird. I'm, I'm casting like this. This bird comes off the bank. Oh, my God. Intersects my Johnny rat. I hook a, a freaking egret in the wing in the neck. It looked all chopped up and everything oh, like that. Uh, and this, and everyone's looking at you, Dude, huh? Light turned on. This motherfucker got a bird. <laughs> like everybody's talking shit. Both to both. Look at that motherfucker. He got oh, a bird. Shit. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like I was like, just, just cut it, get it off. <laughs> just, <laughs> That's my Corona Lake story right there. We never caught a damn thing that I night, got a good I one. I got ones. one just like that. So I got, I just got the Butch sent me two two fifties, the new ones. Um, so I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to my local lake, La Mirada Regional. You know, like, so uh, someone might get mad because I said that. Sorry, but um, I go there. And I make my first cast. I got. I just got. I bought a. I bought a big bait Bailey like the uh, I rod. Yeah, yeah. Lexa three hundred. Excellent rod. I'm ready to go. I'm like fuck yeah. So I throw it out. Right at lands. Fucking bird, dude. Bam. 
everyone's looking at me. No one's fishing. And I'm like, fuck. And everyone's looking you at me like, and I'm and I'm fucking yanking the fucking thing out. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, pulling the hook out. Like and everyone's looking at me, I'm all stressed out. It's fucking <laughs> look like a real fucking dickhead. I did that with a half day boat. It's like I'm 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 seasoned in the ocean. I can hang, I can hang out there, you know, I've fished a lot out there. So me and my buddy, like I wanted to get him into fish and so I took him on a half day and on the new sea force and everything like that. And I'm sitting there thinking about it. I'm like, oh, fuck, I already know how it's gonna be. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is the deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Dude's going to cross me up like five times over and you know, whatever. So we get on the boat. So at the, at the bait dock, no matter what, I'm going to go catch some sand bass. I'm going to freaking load up. I want to have some fun. Let's put a fish trap on there, bomb it out there. Catch a couple. I remember I cast it, and a fucking pelican comes off the dock. I hook it in the wing, and I'm on a 400 TE, and so it's taking drag. I'm like, oh, fuck. I would have been like, Then it goes, I'm at the bow. It goes down the stern, port side, all the way back to where they're doing bait and stuff like that. And the line's like hitting people in the neck. Oh, shit. My only reaction is to cut the line. So I cut the line. The bird's flying everywhere. I couldn't get to it in time. It and clo- there's fucking line there. Who did that? I'm like, I don't know, bro. Dude, it closed on like 30 people. <laughs> this- <laughs> it was So my logic, I'm just saying this right now. It was more dangerous for me to keep a tight line because I want to slice the throat. <laughs> but I'm sitting there like, whose line is this? I'm like, I don't know. This fucking asshole over there. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, dude, I, I know how to fish, and I'm a bonehead right now. I'm one of those guys. I'm I'm one of those. My name's Mitch right now. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I got a San Diego sweatshirt and a floppy hat on. Son of a bitch. Oh, you know fuck. what I mean? No, I, I get it 100%. I've fucking done some dumb shit before. Birds of the devil. <laughs> dude, I dropped my boat off at Dana Point. My buddy, Anthony, um, was backing the boat up. Uh, the, the fucking... Um, the winch click clicker went off. <laughs> it, I didn't know it was oh, off. Shit. It had rollers. It was an invader, seventeen foot, and he hit the brakes, and that motherfucker fell off the trailer. I was like, on the ramp or in the water? On the ramp. Ooh, and you're I was one of like, those guys. oh my god! You're one of them. <laughs> I was fucking screaming. Did it slide? These two big, yeah. It was still on the fucking trailer, so I'm like, all right, what are we gonna do? These big fuckers were like, let's go. There's three big fucking oh, big ass belly beard six something hang on the front we winch it up all good a little bit of the gel coats fucked up but i was like oh i feel like a so let me ask fuck. you one question though what it sound like horrible <laughs> <laughs> hey oh, bad like, bad do you leave a mark oh so i was at sam v you want to hear my story someone dropped their brand new 18 foot tracker off <laughs> dragged it wait they're trying to push it back so they drug it down like this 
like fucking it was dragging backwards. I've like, seen that at Diamond Valley. What are you doing? And that was a guy with the tracker. Bram fucking new and nice. And me and my uncle are pulling out because I have a four stroke. He has a two. So I think, right, you can't. Sam V is a two stroke. You can do whatever you want. I'm pretty sure you can well, do whatever you want. I think we took my boat that day. And then I'm like looking. I'm like, oh, my God, I want to help. This guy feels so bad. Like, what are you doing? You know, like, I'm sure you've seen a lot of dickheads. Well, I've seen that at Diamond Valley. The funniest one, like, when I had I had an 18-foot skiff. I used to run La Jolla. And we came. Actually, no, I was on my friend's boat that trip. We came back into Dana Landing in Mission Bay. And I shit you not. All we see is the bow of a boat on the dock right there. And there's a dude in the water, like, holding on to the dock. He's not stressed. He's not crying. He's not yelling. He's just sitting there. So the first thing <laughs> the first thing we thought, we're all like, dude, get a picture. Like, because, I mean, you can't, we're still, like, 40 feet away, so we can't even help us. So get a picture real quick. Yeah. So we got a picture, and we're like, oh, my God, what happened? So he's like, where's my keys at? So he's down there trying to get his keys. Dude, dock fails. I feel so bad for the people, trust me. But is the funniest shit in the world, because you know we've all been in positions where we're like we're the bonehead. But dude, you can't. You got to make fun of it. <laughs> yesterday, or I think yesterday, I was at Paris. No, day before, I was at Paris. That's the worst. Just to let you know, dude. It was a good one. We how saw good th- is how bad is that place? Like I, I. Well, I'll tell you, the fishing, dude. We caught like 15, 20 fish a piece. All but that the people size, but in the summertime are like, dude. We come back in the lawn tramp, and I was like, you know, I let my dad put the boat on the trailer, so I get my truck back it down, and. Of course, I mean, it's so stupid, but usually bass fishermen or um, any type of fisherman's a good guy to back a trailer up most of the time. You can squeeze in a tight place. You just have that knack for understanding how yes. it's supposed to happen. So I come down there, so I'm like catty corner on the launch ramp, and I was able to back it down all straight, you know, did it real fast. This truck tried to go as fast as I did to back it down. Oh my and when God. he went next to me, I'm looking at my side. My dad's busting up laughing from the back of the boat. I hear him, like, what's, what's he laughing at? The fucking truck put its doors into the water. And I'm all like, what the hell? My dad's like dying laughing like this. <laughs> and I'm all, dad, shut up. You know, and then it was comes out and it comes back down and it comes out. And I'm like, I'm just going to get out of here. So I went to leave. I don't know if the dude floated his truck. I have oh no idea. God, but dude, dude, the trailer was like four feet under the water. Like, how are you going to put a boat on that? <laughs> I don't even know what. I didn't even see a trailer, but he pulled out. Oh, the guy's got a trailer. I thought he was going to put a jet ski in the back or something. Yeah, yeah. No, that i seen some wild shit like that. I always see a... Havasu's. You, cool. know, uh, you know James Mon- Montez? Yeah. I I follow him, and, and he fucking will post these videos of people in line and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Like Labor Day or whatever, he's driving out, and they're coming in. But Havasu... So I, I like fishing Catherine's Lightning. I was supposed yeah. to do this weekend. I would sit there. My buddy's like, hey, I got to go get this, this, and this. So we'd sit there for a half hour waiting for him. And I would just sit at the fucking lawn tramp going like this. Yeah, I always wanted to go there with watching, the beer. dude, and just watching, like, dudes yelling at their wife, what the fuck are you doing? Because ah! they're so stressed out. Oh, yeah. Out, Site 6 is the best. Oh, have a seat. You ever go, you ever no, go have a seat? No. So Site 6 is this little bullshit lawn tramp on the on the island. London Bridge. You've heard of London Bridge mm-hmm. over there. Okay. So you go over London Bridge. You get down to Site 6, whatever. It's a little... A little shitty launch and the kids at night will put soap on it and stuff sometimes you spin tires like, <laughs> little shitheads i mean i remember this one time we came down there and i think it was me my buddy manny and my dad and we came down there there's a fucking truck in the water floating and this dude's sitting on his jet ski oh so it's God, like dude. this and he's sitting on his jet ski like riding it and the sheriff's all like get off the fucking jet ski no but yeah way, that place is the funniest dude. ones like my buddy manny was out there once and uh Guess this dude was like yelling at his chick, like, back the fucking trailer down. She grabs the keys, 
here, back your own fucking trailer up and throws them in the lake. Oh, my God, There's Havasu's a trip. Dude. Get in early and get out hey, late. And you don't fuck around there either. No, there's some weirdos. Out there. I got so, no, no, I got so scared once. Oh. Parting in Havasu. And it, was, it, was, it was Catherine's line, so it was, uh, it was uh, by Laughlin Moore, you know? But I'm fucking driving, and I hear whoop, whoop. And I'm like, I'm bust. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Pulling to a cove. Tell my buddy that's not drinking, get in the fucking driver's seat now. Drop the trolling motor. Yeah. I was like, I ain't trying to get no fucking DUI, bro. Mm-mm. You know, like, it I was like, tripping. I'm like, too. I'll never drink ever again on the lake. Like, yeah. I'll be like, hey, I'm not driving my boat. You you can. I'm not fucking doing it. Yeah, it's a, it's weird Fuck like me, that. Dude. You know, you can't you can't play around. You know, when you got that boat and you got that speed and you got that, you know, you know no one has beer fear. Mm-mm. You're good. It's scary <laughs> when you drive a boat. You know what I mean? But. No, I made my wife drive one year. I mean, we were we we rented a, a ski boat from there. It was like a one fifty on it, so it jammed. Yeah, and uh, I'm like, we can't drive. I'm fucked up. You have to drive. She's like, I, I can't drive a fucking boat, and we're and we're just sitting, not being on plane because she's so scared the whole time. We're fucking. Everybody does hey, it. We're at seventy like, degrees the whole fucking time, all the way. Hey, back. It's the safest way, you know. <laughs> That's the whole thing with boats. It's like you can't. You don't have no brakes. It's like if you can't do Dude. it, just fucking idle. Or chill. Do you still have the bass taxi at DVL? No, he's that's been gone for a little while Dude, now. Dude, that thing was such a great deal. Oh yeah, a lot of people use that. Yeah. If someone there's here's your guys' chance. If someone wants to do that again, that's the deal. You're making a lot of money real quick. Yeah. Bass taxi. Right. No, Call I mean like, dude, uh, that was like the first. Dude, you got a like, chance to fish out of fiberglass bass boats. Fast. Rentals. Fast. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. It's like rental boat does like ten. This thing will do like sixty. Now, you know. I've, what's the worst you've been on DVL weather-wise? Oh, shit. that place gets fucked okay, up. Okay, so Bass Tracker, 18-foot Bass Tracker. I, it's a little bit bigger, the one that I have, than a, a normal one. But so I'm at Dime Valley. It was a good day, a regular fishing, not swim bait fishing. I was throwing flukes out there, catching a bunch of fish, doing a couple of videos for the tackle shop. And dip into Ross, and I'm fishing back there. I didn't want to go home early. It was getting windy, whatever. It started raining a little bit. And it was a summer storm. And I looked out to the outside of Ross, and I see a tumbleweed like 40 foot off the water going sideways. And I'm like, how the fuck? It's not windy. What? 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 I'm like, see, straight up like Wizard of Oz. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm fucked. <laughs> so I was like, I got to get out of here, but I, I don't want to stop. And I kept fishing, and I see a dude in the boat laying down out there. I'm like, what in the fuck is going on? So I was like, I got to go investigate. So <laughs> doing 40, I come out. From the back of Ross, and there's like that, uh, the wall right there. I come out all of a sudden, Fuck. come to find out his wind is fucking. There's a guy in a big bass boat there, he's laying down like spread eagles. A, a guy I know, another boat was down there trying to beat it and everything. And I'm in a tracker, I'm like, Fuck, no life jacket. <laughs> and I'm all like, Shit, I could barely swim as it is, literally. So I'm like, Turned on the GoPro at me. <laughs> Gotta get the footage, bro. No, dude, the <laughs> no, GoPro. You know, my thinking with the GoPro is like, dude, this is a shit pot condition. I thought I was gonna swamp the boat or like drown. And I'm all like, someone's gonna find out the way I died. So I put the GoPro on there and like <laughs> aimed it at me. It's so stupid. So my logic hey, is like, did you I save won't be footage? Yeah, I got a picture of it. It's on YouTube. Oh, I'll have to grab I'll, it. I'll, then I'll and link put it, it on to this. you. you or right, it's a picture. You see me like. <laughs> but anyway, so I was like, you know what? I'm already out here. I gotta go. Keep going. So it gets worse and worse and worse. I'm getting water inside the boat. I got water built up like that. And I'm like, fuck. It was it was a trippy moment, though, because I'm not super spiritual or anything like that. I believe in stuff, but I'm not, like, super spiritual. 
I had my moment where I was like, you know, please that bad. Go. You thought like, a oh, I was gonna die. I, hands down, I was gonna die. I already wow. knew it. I'm like, dude, this is this is not how it's supposed to happen. But I was like, please, God, please, can you get me out of this? I shit you not. I don't it, circumstance whatever. I see a, a light shine down on the water. <laughs> I drive to the light. <laughs> Check this I out. I feel like you're full of shit right now. <laughs> no, I swear to God, I, I swear, and I. I see, like, it was like the sun opened up, and I'm like... Next thing you see, think- fucking Kelly Popo with this fucking... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Fish Jesus. But I go Come to it, and then way, all of a sudden, the, light, the light's over there. I go that way. Come to find out, I was just tacking across the lake. So... <laughs> So I get to the launch ramp, and I tie the boat off the dock. It's so big at the launch at Diamond Valley Dock. Suck nuts. So the boat comes up, comes down, boat comes up, and it was so strong, it ripped the back cleat out of my aluminum boat. Oh, my God. Oh, ping, dude. up in the air. So I tied it up there. I get to the top. I kiss the ground, literally. And I look back, and Stan comes running to you. know Stan, right? Yes, He's all like, God damn it. Did you see that water spout that touched down outside of Rawson? Come to find out I was around a water spout. And uh, that shit's scary as fuck. Yeah, so I get off the water. I'm all. I come back in the tackle shop. I'm drenched. Yeah, I go in there. Say, oh my god! They're like, you look like you saw a ghost. I was like, I almost died. It was so rough out there. And everybody looked at me stupid. They're all like, it's been sunny here the whole time. It's not even windy. And I'm like, dude, you don't even understand. Like it was like I was in like this. I was in the ocean, the Flemish cap just, right hey, now. Hey, just call Kelly. He'll tell you. That's part. <laughs> He's a good guy. He is. He's I was a... laughing the last time we were fishing Diamond Valley, and I always talk to him every time we go over there. And uh, we're going across the lake and everything like that, and we're like driving, 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 and we kind of ditched out. And he went over to one his favorite spot, and he's driving. I didn't get a chance to tell him the last time I was gonna I was gonna laugh with him. His hair was like in the wind. It was like. Like, hey, it, it looked beautiful. It looked like white flames. He looked like a stallion driving his boat. Dude, he got his new Vexus and everything like that. This was, I think, when he was in his Ranger. But yeah, it was a stallion. Oh no, yeah, <laughs> a stallion. Was a, yeah, I gotta do a quick pee pee break, and then I want to get to me uh, too. Your pee pee. Say the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Personal best. You said you had a couple stories, right? Like a, <laughs> yeah, dude. The fuck up story and this then the is, real. Okay, this is. <laughs> I was talking a little about this earlier, where I was like, GoPro, blah blah blah. So yeah. I'm fishing around the lake. I ain't catching nothing. This is uh, DV. This is Diamond Valley. Okay. So I pick up a jig, and I'm like, you know, it's. I want to catch a jig fish because there's nothing better than feeling a thump and cracking them on heavy line. So I'm like running around the lake. I'm in the back of Ross, and I catch like a four or five pounder. I don't even know how big it was. I forgot. And I was like, oh, man, I'm on a bite. I need to get the GoPros. Oh, no, I don't have the GoPros. Let me leave the lake, go to the tackle shop, get the GoPros, come back to the lake so I can start filming. And I was like, fuck all that jive. So I went across the lake, and I hit a couple more spots. I caught some fish, and I stop on uh, Artbury Point. We all call it Artbury Point. It's the long point coming out the launch ramp on the right-hand side, whatever. Why do you call it that? Because Art Perry, I, I just it, I think he caught a. Uh, we actually call it something different, me and my buddy Greg, but I can't say it on the way. <laughs> there's, there's. I, I want to know, dude. It's a good one. <laughs> it's kind of like a Bob Saget thing, but it's like it, it's a joke. But anyway, um, we stop on this point, and or I stop on this point. I didn't even drop my trolling motor. I, I just snacked like three or snapped off like three or four times in a tree or whatever. So I'm like, I don't even give a shit anymore. There's a jig fired out there. <laughs> it's a three eighths ounce green pumpkin red jig with a watermelon something or other. Throw it out there, hits the bottom, I'm hopping. Trolling motor's not dropped. 
popping it, popping it, popping it. And all of a sudden it goes, Dong! I'm like, son of a bitch. I just broke off like five jigs. I don't want to tighten another one on. I want to sit down, cut my weed guards. So I start ganking on this thing. I'm like doing this number. I'm like pointing at the trolling motor's not dropped yet. I'm like, Ugh. all of a sudden it goes, whoa, 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 whoa. It starts taking off. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, this, this is the one. This is the one. I'm like sitting there fighting this fish. I'm like, this is the big one. Trolling motor's not dropped. I'm just drifting. I'm going like this. I'm getting up to the side of the boat. It's probably like probably eight feet away from me, ten feet away from me. So you saw it. So I saw it. And what do I do? I grab my rod and I reach for the fish. I am a short motherfucker. I can't grab eight feet, so I'm drifting this way away from me. I'm holding up. My big old bass is floating on the surface. I'm like this. Huh? Troll motor's <laughs> not dropped yet. So I'm like, wine, wine, wine. <laughs> he's why, going why, he's why? going through the moves right it's now guys the, I'm, I, I'm, I'm envisioning this thing it's <laughs> over there it's just like doing this on the surface so I'm like oh no trolling motor so I jump up get the, I'm on my knees at this whole time mm-hmm. so I get the trolling motor get it over there I'm holding this best I'm like oh my god it's a big fish. I should have lost that fish like five times mm-hmm. there's no way in hell I should have caught that fish it's that's where luck comes in. <laughs> you need luck because any right-minded individual will lose that thing. Yeah, yeah. So I get this fish. I'm like, this is a big one. I weigh it. It's 14 threes, 14 threes. And I take a no, picture No, you weld that one, though. No. You didn't weld it. I took a picture, weighed it, and I have two pictures of this fish because I was so excited. This is my my biggest bass at that time. I've never seen a bass that big in my life. Is this the one you caught, the lake record? This I didn't catch the lake. I'm sorry, the 14.3 is the At one. Diamond Valley. Okay, it's a Diamond yes, Valley 14. one. Okay. So I caught this fish. I got two pictures. I got one holding its mouth like this. You see the jig stuck in a little itty-bitty jig in the picture because it was it was a big jig, but it would look small. And I got a picture against my fish finder because I'm an idiot, and I, I'm, I'm stupid. I should have, like, propped my phone up, stood back, took – I don't even have a good picture of my fish. I have it against the fish finder where it looks like that wide. And then I have a picture looking down where you just see a mouth. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Hey, how many people? Was this Instagram days? This is, no, I, I didn't even have an Instagram. You didn't then. get shit for fucking, it's not that big. Oh, no. At that point, people kind of <laughs> like knew. I had a lot of hate. Um, there's a lot of people that don't like me. And oh, is there? Think, I, well, I know there's a lot of people that think I'm full of shit. <laughs> they think I'm full of shit. A lot of people think. Why I would they to, think that? Because of that fish? Because I used to always say I caught five, six, seven swimming fish a day. And... In reality, if someone told me that, I would question it, which I un- totally understand. Like, it's not like they legitimately hate me. It's just they thought that my stories they, were they, over They question your uh, fishing ability. It's like, how the hell can you catch five, six swim baits and then go fish a bass tournament and suck ass? It's like... It's not the same. It's not the same. Everyone would think it's not the same. It's like, I can fish swim Yeah, fish. so yeah. it is a trip. So check this out. So, so do got- you feel like the guys that give you hate are the, the tournament guys? Or are they... No, it's the swim bait guys. It's it's the guys really? that are established more because there's so many people now that are just like whatever, you know that. <laughs> but everybody that legitimately puts that hate out there, they're good people that I know, and they're just busting my ass. So it's not like you need hate, it. hate. You need it. So it's like you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. So I get this fish in. Holding this bass, take my pictures. I'm like, what do I do with it? I'm looking at the launcher. It's so close to the launcher. I can bring it over there. At that time, they've been the, the biggest fish since uh, Crumzik's fish. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, I'm like, oh, I can't do that. I'm not allowed to. You know, in my head, I'm not allowed to. Put the fish back. And I'm all on a high going like, dude, I should have lost this fish. I already caught my biggest bass in my life. I caught a, a few fish today. And I'm like, I should just leave. Like, how am I going to make the day better? I can catch another 14-pounder probably never will in my life. 
So a dude comes rolling around the point in a rental boat. He's all, hey, you got a scale? I was like, yeah, I do. He's all, I just caught a giant bass. I was like, I did too. And he looks at me like I'm a fucking liar. And I was like, I just caught a 14-pounder. He's all like, well, I caught an 8. And looks at me and like he, it looked like if I was the dude in the rental boat and I heard a dude say, I just caught a 14-3, I'd be like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Dude. You caught like a. You caught. You're the guy that like looked around, saw a boat, and then set the hook and pretended you got bit. I'd be like, calm down, Mister Long. Yeah, calm down, <laughs> Mister Mikey. And, and I thought about it after I said that. I was like, I should never said I caught a fish because that looks like a douche move. That was like around the ego. Time. But see, that's that's where I do the same. I Joe Rogan, like I, I don't want like he talks about this. So it's like. You have fights in your head. I have this shit all the time. I'll fucking be thinking of something, and I'll play it out in my fucking head, and I'll be like, this motherfucker, I'm fucking... Oh, the same thing. You know, and, it, and that's something where you, you go back and go, why the fuck did I do that? Oh, I, I do it all the time. I do podcasts. I go, oh, why did I fucking say that? Or why did I do this? Oh, you know, yeah. like it's I'm my worst enemy. I yeah. Mean, that's the biggest thing for me. It's like I... But noticing that, it's a different story. Like, you notice, you, you, you realize, like, hey, man, I'm not... I'm not. This is an ego thing. This is like I love fishing. Uh, I don't want to come off like a cunt, you know. Like I'm not trying to come off like an look asshole. At, look at some of the best anglers on our coastline. You know what I mean? It's not the people that are in, in social media. Look at Jeremy Anderson up in NorCal. Dude yeah. pioneered a lot of stuff. He's done a lot, but you know, I had a conversation with him. Well, too. even you, like you don't really put yourself out there that much. You do for the shop, not anymore. I mean, literally. You got guys like Jeremy, you got, you know, Bill Simmontel, which some people don't like, whatever. I mean, you got all these old school guys that l- paved the way for us to catch the fish the way we catch them now. They're the ones that need credibility. They're the ones that paved the way and started things. Look at a punker, dude. I mean, we all had, we had a, uh, the big Zara spook. Mm-hmm. That bait shaped everything. Look at his Bubba, his, bill, his, his shell crackers and stuff like that. Yeah, shell crackers. Dude, I made a bait. Because I like that bait mm-hmm. based off of that idea. You know what I mean? It's like these guys. But, yeah, it, it's kind of crazy how the ego <laughs> gets you. It, it does. It is. Ego's a trip in the swim bait world, and everybody's been there. It's like the old souls and stuff in it. We all went through a phase where we were caught a lot of fish. We started being recognized, had to stay relevant, and then you got over and realized you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> And now you ghost in the shadows, and that's where I'm. I'm kind of like just hang out. Like, do you, I, did you did you become pro staff for anyone? Yeah, yeah, Mega Bass. I was. You, I, I'm, I still am uh, field staff for Mega Bass, and I've been approached a lot of a lot of places. But the thing about me is, um, I don't like that stuff. If a company is good to me, I'm going to be good at that company. But I don't need to be a. I don't need to base my ability off of how many people hook me up. I make a lot of my own tackle and paint my own lures. I like I, that. That's cool. I, I I don't believe in that kind of stuff. I don't need a. I don't need to be a patch pirate. I'm just literally a fisherman. I'm just a regular dude that figured out some things that caught me some fish, and I have a good time and love it. Mm-hmm. I, I I breathe fishing, <laughs> which I think is lost a little bit nowadays. Maybe. Oh yeah, it's all about who you get. How many discount codes? It's like, dude, I work at a tackle shop, so it's like <laughs> how many discount codes. So check it out. So <laughs> I get hooked up with all these companies, which I thoroughly support all the industry. I mean, the whole industry. I'm, I'm cool with everybody. But if I get a ten percent discount code, I get more off at my tackle shop. So I don't feel like I deserve to be 
sponsored by Shimano, Dial, or whatever. It's like, dude, I get more off the tackle shop. Yeah. Give it to somebody that actually needs it. You know what I mean? If that, I, that That's not an egotistical thing to say. It's just I believe that the industry got kind of spoiled. Or like the, the anglers got spoiled. They all get free stuff now, all because they post... If you're a chick, you post some tits. If you're a dude, you post a five fish picture. You get free rods and reels. It's like, what about the dudes that grind? You know what I mean? <laughs> Let me show my dick for a fucking yeah, couple so rods. Let this thing hang out. Like, hook it up with. Give me that bass boat. Check this out. Show you this dick, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's the truth. Like, um, that was like one of the reasons that it's been hard for me to find like a uh, a legit woman angler and and i asked rachel she was on so what do you like to be called she was like an angler don't call me a woman call me an angler i'm like all right well angler but she's done great oh in yeah flw it's so it's like fuck man i've uh yeah i guess it's easy to call bullshit on people even instagram it's like you fucking in the beginning i like had dudes on or not dudes on but like message and i'll be like i don't mm-hmm. even know who this is maybe look at their followers oh they got twenty thousand. Well, they only get fucking 30 likes per thing. Like, I don't know who this guy is, so I got to validate who it is because I oh, don't yeah. know. No, I you know think what it's I'm hard. I think it's hard for a chick. I mean, no doubt about it. I fucking love seeing a hot-ass chick holding the bass. I mean, that's the greatest thing in <laughs> but, the world. But, I mean, the, the hard thing but, is, is dudes will go, bullshit. Yeah. You know, like, it's, I, I feel extremely, like, it's, it's very hard for, like, people like Rachel Uribe, you know. Yeah. She wants to fish. She, her whole family... You know, both shows. I mean, they want to fish, and they're good fishermen. And but this is a crazy thing. She fucking took, and then to me, it's like she's beating men. Like, oh uh, yeah, dude. Like she, she took what, fourth like, place like, in FLW. She, like, fuck, man. Oh, but see, this goes back years. You know what I mean? It's not just a recent thing either. Like, I th- I, I remember correctly. I think she was on like National Guard. Uh, yes, way back. That was in the day. when she she talked about it. Yeah, yeah, National Guard and stuff like that. And like, she's been doing it. And it's like cool to see, like, okay, yeah, she's she's legit. Like, she can fish. Like, oh she yeah, could, she could hold up against anyone else. You know, like, hey, I can fucking do this. That whole family is humble. Uh, yeah, senior Joe. Mm-hmm. I mean, super good people, and they're humble. Like Rachel just acts like she doesn't know, but she does. You know what I mean? I, I see the post. I'm like, come on, <laughs> you know what you're doing. You're a good, good fisherman. But that's that's a good way to act. That's oh, a, if, if you're going to act a certain way, that's a good way. That's to how like, I was my whole fishing. And then I hit this swim bait. Until, hey, until the swim bait. Swim thing bait. Then you pulled out that cock. Roman and then- <laughs> made. And I was like trying to swing my dick around. And then it dropped off. And I'm like, you know, I'm better than that. I'm, so I'm just going to shut my mouth. Let yeah. you guys have fun with it. I, I help anybody that asks me for help. And like, I'm, I'm nobody, dude. Honestly, I'm a swim bait guy. Nobody. Yeah. But uh, you, you become level-headed over time. Do you uh, think that the swim bait game, like, so, like, making more swim baits, new ones, do you think that could be reinvented, like, something new? There's always something that can be changed and added. Um, I I literally, like, last night I was telling you earlier, mm-hmm. uh, I slept in my truck last night because I was up to, like, freaking four or five in the morning or three in the morning building swim baits and stuff and pouring baits. There's only so many things you can do. And there's only so many ways you can recreate a natural forage. There's only so many ways you can make a bluegill. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's happening now is guys are playing copycat. And I'm, I'll let this be clear. I started building baits years ago, mm-hmm. um, always tinkering. And then I got to this point where I started playing with resin and building lures. 
So what's the natural thing to do? It's like, if you don't know how to make it, you're going to copy something. So I started copying people's baits. Like, not for sale. I'm never going to sell your Learning. Bait. Yeah, so you're I take, take a yeah. proven bait, make a mold of it, reproduce it, and go from there. And uh, there's only so many. What I learned through that whole process about taking baits and changing bills and changing tails and doing joints and doing this and doing that, I actually tried to make a bluegill bait recently. And it was literally, I mean, I just needed a big bluegill, you know what I mean? So I made a bait that looked just like Jeremy's, you know, big giant bubble cracker. I wasn't trying to copy his bait. I mean, I, I don't care that much. I, I love his product, but I just couldn't spend the money on it. I couldn't yes. afford it. So yeah. it's like, I was like, I got to make a bait that looks kind of close to it. You know what I mean? So I need something because I saw it work on my boat and I'm catching, oh, it was insane. So I got to make it. So I carved one out, whatever. So I molded it and you start learning different things. There's only so many ways you can make it. So I don't know how much more this industry can go without really stepping on people's toes and that's where the the drama comes in with yeah. all the bait makers who who do you like consider like your top three like uh swim bait makers like that kind of like pave the way how about that um that's a really really because really you've been hard... doing it for a long time 96 i hear a lot Dude, of guys I... go 2000 i yeah. go man that's a long time so i fished i started fishing swim baits back in the day where it was lead head baits uh-huh and then it went into Bass Tricks, L.A. Slider. And you start hearing about Paris, Mike Gash, Mike Long, L.A. Sliders, that kind of stuff back mm -hmm. in the day. But I would say Mickey at the time for his 316 for his realism because he was the first dude that put the realism in his baits. I mean, you okay. remember way back in the day. I mean, I've never seen baits look like that at that time. It was like robots. Even still now, they look amazing. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, they catch fish. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people give him hate. I don't know the guy. I don't know if he's a dick or not. I mean, he <clears> seems <throat> like he catches fish, makes a bitchin' bait. I mean, as a, as a creator, he's a very good guy. Yeah. Uh, so I would say him, no order in particular. Um, Jeremy Anderson, Black Dog Baits. I mean, he is a, a huge inspiration in bait making because his thinking he th I, I either I think like him or he thinks like me and we're thinking different um the way the baits move the hydrodynamics behind the bait what they're trying to imitate it's forward thinking outside mm -hmm. the box and I like his forward as he has like a freestyle attitude he's just a regular dude in a garage he works a yeah. job and yeah he's crazy I mean he fucking makes a good bait and understands he I like the 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 weirdness about the baits and if there was a third company that, or third is, I mean, uh, paved the way, I mean, the Huddleston, I mean, it's so hard because there's Scott Whitmer, Triple Trout, Ken yeah. Huddleston. I mean, dude, I, I pull from everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, it's just cool to hear your kind You take a HUD, a Triple Trout, Punker, and a 250, there's your freaking baits. That's what you would use when you go. <laughs> Literally, if I had four baits to fish for the rest of my life, Those would be a Huddleston, four. Triple Trout, Lunker, Punker, and a Depths 250. You just changed it. No. Yeah, you did. Is it HUD, Triple Trout, Punker, 250? Okay. Just double checking. You, you had Pretty sure, right? <laughs> HUD, Triple I'm Trout, just Punker. You just want people to know what the fuck I did. I fit. just fuck with that. you, man. I'm just fucking with you. You have me, <laughs> you, you have me go like... You had to think about it for a second. <laughs> no, but honestly, like, if you go to no, a no, lake, no, it's like, it. how the hell can you not catch fish on this? Yeah. Fast burn bait, slow burn bait, you know? Yeah, no, no. God, so sick. I love, I love bait. And I'm glad, lures. I'm glad you came on because I feel like you're, you're one of the dudes that I, uh, I know I don't have the, the career, or the, the knowledge of some of these other people, but like when I got into it, you were the guy on Fishing Network when I said, Hey, I'm going to go to Diamond Valley. We'll check out Last Chance. Okay. This fucking dude's posting all these fucking big ass, Hey, Fish Report. 
It was you always from DVL, dude. Hey. And I'm like, hey, we're going to catch like this fucking asshole. No, it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. but, you know what I'm saying? But it was cool to see, you know, like. I just how, love uh, it, man. I and how humble of a dude you are, you know, like. And it's cool to, to show uh, people like, hey, maybe I was a dickhead for a minute. And I fucking tried to be camera guy and want to do all this shit. And oh, I we learned, all hey. did. I thought I was somebody special. And you, you, you get brought back down to size a little bit. It's like, dude, you fish a SoCal Lake. You fish a swim bait, big fucking deal. You fish a Roman made mother. It's like, who cares? You're the idiot that spent 400 bucks so at that moment. <laughs> it's like, at the end of the day, if you died tomorrow, what did you do for the industry? So it's like, that's what I always think about that right there. It's like, I've been, I've been burned. I've been taken advantage of in this industry, whatever. But if I die tomorrow, I want people to know how much good I did to it, how much I taught people or helped people yes, do this. Yes, That's the whole thing. If your ego, if it's all about ego, it's like you're just going to be remembered as a dude that caught a couple of fish. I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, it's like, does anybody still talk about the dude in 1982 that caught some supposed 15-pounder? It's like, who the fuck is that guy? Or were you the guy that, like, like a Bill Murphy that, like, wrote a book and told everybody everything? Blah. But even those, so even those guys that did something cool, like Danny Cadota. Mm-hmm. I had him on last week. Dude, that guy's a stud. He caught a lot of big-ass fish. Okay. And I'm like, oh, these numbers are going to be great. Like, I liked him. I like his story. But, the you know, you see the numbers. It's like how the podcast numbers go. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like, you see who's who they want to listen to, who they don't, you know? Yeah, like, and it's like people don't realize that. They, dude, I'm, and I'm like, dude, this dude fucking. That's history, not man. Not only did this dude fucking catch big-ass uh, freshwater fish, largemouth. He's a fucking hardcore fucking offshore yes, guy. Exactly. Like, dude. People don't get it. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, I don't know. It's like, if you die tomorrow, how are you going to help this industry? And it's like, you ain't going to help this industry being a hero. No. You're going to help this industry by teaching, help growing the sport. That's how you be a hero. You know what I mean? Having a good attitude. And it's just, it's fishing. Yeah. At the end of the day, be cool <laughs> to your fishermen. You see a float tuber on the water and you're a big-ass bass, but give him some fucking Don't room. fucking wake his ass, Don't dude. wake his ass. You're on the ocean. There's a kayaker slow trolling a Mac off La Jolla. Just because you got a parker don't mean you need to wake his ass exactly. either. Be and cool, hopefully, dude. hopefully you never almost die and see Kelly fucking Popo in your eyes like Matt did. Dude, you do realize that he's going to kick the shit out of me next time. He's gonna, he's gonna I get, love he, Kelly. That's the thing. He's a great guy. He, oh, he knows. He's, he's laughing his he's ass out right he's, now. Here he, he's the best. Oh, he's, but um, he's gonna give let's me plug shit. your sponsors. That's cool. You're a mega bass guy. Like, I, I back it. That's 100%. Yeah, dude, last chance performance for Rain. I mean, if you already have a boat, you like, say, say you like a Ranger. We don't sell a Ranger. We don't care. If you want to come to our shop, you're totally welcome. Uh, last we, we do obviously service repair, all that kind of good stuff. New boat sales, this, that, and the other. Last chance bait and tackle. Lastchancetackle.com. We sell fish and tackle. If we can't get we'll, it, we'll we'll put that uh, link too because that's cool that you do something like tackle warehouse. Like, oh, we've hey, always order. have. That's the thing that people didn't really yes, understand. That's cool. Man. And honestly, we're a small shop. We can't have everything. Tackle warehouse. They order by the pallet. Oh, fuck yeah. You know, yeah, of course yeah. they can. So if we can't get it, we will get it for you or try. Mm-hmm. And we'll tell you straight up, dude, we can't do it. We're not going to blow smoke. And, I mean, we just fish. National Bass West, we have a tournament circuit. And, you know, obviously Mike and Lynn own that, that circuit. Yeah. We travel all over. I mean, we're still some of the biggest. And, you know, honestly, it's all family. This whole fishing industry should be family. And it's, there's little clicks now. <laughs> but, dude, we're fishing for the same fish. Yeah be cool to one another are you you're part of the same industry so it's like why not all get along oh yeah i mean it's it's funny you know how saying? you see you see it differently when you work in it and you're yeah. always around it 
than the average guy and it's like just chill man it's cool to have you on to kind of tell your story i appreciate that man thank you so much for having me all right check out last chance uh tackle and marine uh i bought my boat there great boat i love it i'm redoing it um they they have an answer for what you want like I said, my boat I've taken from fucking Dana Point all the way to San Pedro. That's so awesome, dude. That's insane. I've been in eight foot rollers in my boat. Like I'm gonna say, my hull's like this shit, you know. Oh, yeah. like, so like I'm, I'm I back that 100. percent Um, thanks for listening. Check out Matt. You don't have an Instagram, huh? Uh, it's Matt Magnone. There you I, go. I got one. I put a bunch of fish. Literally, Facebook or Instagram, Matt Magnone. Look for the dude holding the fish. <laughs> That's me. I'm not the video game Matt Magnone on YouTube. So Is there you look, a video game Matt Oh, Magnone? dude, you go on YouTube and type Matt Magnone. It's a dude playing with fucking, like, those stuffed animals in video game arcades. I'm like, who the fuck is this turd? <laughs> so, I mean, like, yeah. So, this fucking guy took my name. Fuck yeah, him. I want to punch him in the throat. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, Matt. Thanks, man. This is a great one. Awesome, dude. I appreciate it. Thanks, man.